Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Homage. We're teaming up with our friends at Homage to bring you some exclusive Titus and Tate fan gear tees. Visit homage.com slash Titus and Tate to get your hands on one of our exclusive Maui Bump, Friends of the Program, or Race to 69 shirts. They're all great. These are limited releases, so make sure you go pick one up today. We are also brought to you by discover want to hear something amazing discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn how amazing is that in fact it's even more amazing because of all the places where discover is accepted 99 percent of places in the u.s that take all credit cards so when it comes to discover get used to hearing yes more often learn more at discover.com slash yes 2020 nielsen report limitations apply Today's episode of Titus and Tate is canceled. It's over. The show is over. I hate sports. I hate everything. Tate, uh, mm. we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about because um, <laughs> I was ready. I have on my notes here, it says uh, I, I did my notes before the, the football title game last night. Celebrate. Um, and I have I have a big thing at the top. It's like, let's start the show talking about Ohio State winning the title. Uh, I have a bullet point that says, suck it, haters. Um, yeah, I did all these notes before the game, and then I woke up this morning to do the show, and now I'm staring at my notes, and uh, yeah. Yeah. My notes say, Alabama, you won. You did it. You, you were the best. You were the greatest. Seven titles for Nick Saban. I think it's time to pack it up. I think once you reach the mountaintop, you climb back down. Yeah. Um, and it's about that time. I felt bad for your Buckeyes. Uh, uh, I did not write any notes uh, about college basketball, really, because I watch football. All weekend, so it'll be a fun show. No, we're gonna we're gonna talk about college basketball, but also one thing I want this show to be, and it certainly has been through the years as we've changed the name a million different times, is we dish it out, Tate. We mm. we like to rip on Cal. We like mm-hmm. to rip on Coach K. We like to say every team sucks. Yeah. Uh, you hey hey you listening to the show right now? You have you like something? Is there something in this world that you like? <laughs> well, guess what? It sucks. Mm. That is a, a theme of this show. <laughs> but in the interest of fairness, um, because we do that to our listeners, when our teams suffer humiliating defeats, they want to drink our tears. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I will I will allow some tear drinking today um, as Ohio State got absolutely worked last night. But we are going to talk <laughs> college battle. We're going to do good guys. We're going to do bad guys. Kentucky is undefeated. Wow. Uh, how undefeated are they? Tate is the undefeated whisperer. <laughs> he'll, he'll decipher that for us. Um, I, I don't know. What, 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 what the hell else is there? Tate, I need you to explain the ACC. She- Shibway. Shibway got oh, stolen Shibway, by... Yeah. yeah, that's a that's big right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need you to explain the ACC... Uh, explain the ACC to me, too, because, like, I... Uh, <laughs> I can't make sense of what the the ACC is this year, and and I have that in my notes. I, I need you mm. to explain it to mm. me. Also, I just wanted to point out, Villanova has not played in three weeks, and they they are not going to play for at least another week. So there's that as well. Um, I don't know, but who cares? Let's just start the damn show. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> say the say the words, whatever the hell. It is. <laughs> but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. this state i'll just say this i'm not mad i'm not Mm. i promise i'm not mad um alabama was the better team this is uh certainly last year uh the game against clemson when when ohio state was proved that we were the better team against clemson and everything that could possibly go wrong did including having refs from the south (laughs) ref the game 
when we all know college football is Ohio versus the South, and yep. they say, "Hey, we have we have unbiased refs. They're from the Southeastern Conference." And uh, mm. you know, last year I will never get over last year losing to Clemson. We were the better team. I think we would have beat LSU, uh, and I can say that because nobody can can you know it's it, no one can prove otherwise. So I'll just say <laughs> it: we would have beat LSU. Um, this year, Alabama was the better team, Tate. But but Trey Sermon getting hurt the very first play yeah. does not help. Yeah. Um, the refs were bad both ways. I can, if I say both ways, you know, you can't get on me for being a hater. It was both ways. <laughs> there were bad calls both ways. <laughs> I don't think we were beating Alabama, but what's frustrating, and I'm not mad, I'm definitely not, uh, is that the game should have been closer. Um, the final score, the, 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 the frustration is that college football, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> college football is like is the one sport maybe there's more Mm. but it feels like it's the one sport where it's not like last night's game is not about just that one game it is about the next five years the next 10 years like people will point to that game for the next 10 years and they'll be like alabama owns ohio state or like the if ohio state Mm. uh loses one game in the in in an upcoming season and they're on the fence about whether they make the playoffs people will point to that game they'll be like ohio state doesn't belong and it'll be all new players it'll be all new coaches and they'll still say Mm. Yeah, but remember that one time? So these things matter. Narratives matter. Uh, Chris Olave did get his foot down to get the, 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 the we should have got the touchdown at the end. We didn't get blown out as badly as it looked. Mm. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm all over the place. Like they were the better team, but still it's frustrating because we should have lost by like 14, you know? It yeah. should have been a 14-point game. It should not have been. Trey Sherman, if Trey Sermon plays, if the refs aren't bad both ways. Both ways. They yeah. were bad both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, God, I don't know. I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> it's one of those things where when you go into the season or going into college football this season, obviously we had the pandemic, so there was all the talk about that. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who was really good. But one thing I knew in the back of my mind was – Alabama is not going to be the Alabama of old. At least that's what everyone was telling me going into the season. Mac Jones was the third string quarterback. I remember watching him Mm -hmm. in the locker room with Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. So I'm like, this guy can't be that good. And then in the title game, he becomes Joe Burrow, Mac Jones. He throws five touchdowns. Devontae Smith is the best wide receiver I think I've ever of seen. Of all time. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> he's which the, he's not even the best wide receiver on Alabama coming into the season, <laughs> which is equally as frustrated is that I remember like I, I kind of follow Alabama throughout the year because you, you have to if you're interested you have in college to. football. Yeah. And when Waddle hurt his ankle, I was like, oh, shit, there goes their wide receiver. They're, mm-hmm. they're, and then they're like, no, in fact, we have a better wide receiver <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part about it is oh. that those two guys, Mac Jones and Devontae, are both underdogs. Like they're both guys that you want to root for because they're they've kind of superseded their expectations, especially Devontae. I mean, you can see when he was on the stage after the game last night, like he's about to well up in tears because yeah. it's such a big stage and a big moment. So Alabama is likable. Uh that was like the worst part about last night because they're so good right. that they need to be hateable. And the last time, about 10 years ago, when Colt McCoy got hurt and Marcel Darius heard him and Texas loses, you know, with, with, with their whole, you know, basically the whole sideline was dead when Colt McCoy goes out. Trey mm-hmm. Sermon, it wasn't the same thing as that. Like Ohio State had life for a little bit and then it just kind of yeah. got out of hand because of Devontae Smith, who has this Cinderella story of a season. So it it, it wasn't Ohio State's fault. You know what I mean? That's all I want to say. I, I don't blame the Buckeyes. I don't think no I don't think anyone's gonna remember this as like the Buckeyes got blown out. They'll remember is like yeah, Alabama think- blew out everybody. 
I think that's the 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 silver lining is that we smoke Clemson. Yeah. Um. So we kind of have the respect part where uh, th- that's always the fear is because as I said, college football, as we know, as as first reported on the show, college mm-hmm. football is Ohio versus the South. Uh. So when when the South beats Ohio, uh, man, it's the, tough the, because the, the South <laughs> rises and the South throws it in our face, and we don't have any allies. That's the mm-hmm. other problem is like if Bama it, it, Clemson gets blown out by Ohio State. I feel like the South rallies around Clemson. They're like, that's all right. Yeah. You still belong at the yeah. table. Ohio State gets blown out. We're turning to look and we're like, we're like, I don't know. Wisconsin, help us out. Back us up. And Wisconsin's like, hell no, screw you guys. And, and we're on an island. And nobody, nobody's going to defend us. Notre Dame fans are like, no, eat shit, dude. We have to take this from the South as well. Yeah. Like, you're on your own. Yeah. That's, the, that's what I've learned is the South is unified with the college football, on the college football front. The yeah. rest of us are not. Well, We're not unified at all. It's, it's a free-for-all out there. And what happened last night was, honestly, the South has never been more aligned, and the South had Notre Dame, because Notre Dame, like you said, they are usually Ohio State in this situation. They are the team that the South gangs up on and says, you don't belong? Get out yeah. of here! Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's, that's kind of what they do. And Notre Dame, that was their one chance last night to be a part of that, to be a part of the chorus of the South against Ohio. Also, Texas has Sarkeesian. So they're they're sitting there and they're like, Sark, they're let's go. Yeah. They're in on yeah. So you got the Southwestern, the old Southwestern <laughs> Conference is in on it. You got the Southeastern Conference. Clemson hates you guys. So the ACC yeah. is in on it. So I've never actually, and Notre Dame is the ACC now. So I've actually never seen such a unified force <laughs> Against Ohio State, uh, I got so many texts last night. People it's, pulling for Alabama, I, I and I and that's what I, that's all I want to say. Alabama is a juggernaut. We're not supposed to like them. We're not supposed to say that Nick Saban, what a great guy, seven titles, mm-hmm. how amazing. We're supposed to say, get this guy out of here. Like, get him out. Like give like John Gruden got a hundred million dollar contract for ten years. Nick Saban seems to be worth that. Like somebody else, give him a hundred million dollars. At least get him out of Alabama. It's too good. It's too good of a combination. Like send Nick Saban to USC or send him to Oregon. Like make it hard for him. Get him out of the South. Uh, and, 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 <laughs> send Nick Saban to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, send him away. Hundred million dollars. Send him to UCLA. <laughs> yeah. Let him be UCLA's head basketball coach. See, see if he can really do it. See if he can really do Nick it. Nick Saban to IU. <laughs> Speaking of North Carolina, North Carolina and. IU top 10 preseason teams in football next year, by the way. I think they're going to be, yeah. No, they are. Um, I saw I saw the way too early preseason. Oh, well, North, I mean, like, North yeah, Carolina yeah. is number seven and Indiana was number 10. So, just and the saying. way too early preseason. <laughs> way too early. Yeah, that's us. I don't know, man. I I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the, I'm not <sighs> upset, and that makes me upset. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. The one thing I'm angry about is that I'm not angry because yeah. Alabama is the better team. They're also kind of likable. And uh, I, I I was racking my brain trying to think of the excuses because I I'm great at excuses. When my teams lose, I am really mm-hmm. good at. Mm-hmm. I, I think bad matchup might be the play. Here. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I think I think that's the play. It's just it was a bad <laughs> matchup. I think. Uh, I don't know, but but in all seriousness, like when when Devontae Smith, when Tough Borland, uh, the the play that everyone was talking about, like when the game was over, was when Devontae Smith, when when Tough Borland got put on Devontae Smith, yeah. and Tough Borland's yeah. like chugging along, and Devontae Smith looks like he's not even trying running, yeah, he's just gliding, and they, they show the replay, and, and every every part of like <laughs> Tough Borland looks like a horse, he's, he's like, like falling apart, yeah, <laughs> his, his head's bobbing, and like his <laughs> he does. That was like the definition of the game. That was bad matchup. (laughs) You take an old car on the highway and it just starts like falling apart as you hit. You feel it start shaking as you get up to like 90 miles an hour with it. That's what it looked like. Uh, But as that play was happening, I had one thought going through my mind, Tate, and it was... (laughs) 
Dive. Should we should we be playing is the question. I think I think as as that plays happening, I'm saying, should we reassess? Is this worth it? Folks, there's a pandemic going on. Yep, I don't yep. I mean, I don't want to point out the obvious, but should we even be playing college football uh-huh. right now? And and the conclusion I came to was no. I don't think we should have been playing. <laughs> I think the season should have ended. I think uh, right after Ohio State beat Clemson, the season should have ended. Here's here's my one uh, super hot college football take that I don't really feel like is becoming a hot take because uh, I, I do. Uh, maybe we can we can introduce college basketball and do like a, a college sports landscape as a whole mm. after I make this point. Um, mm. I feel like the the spot you want to be in if you are not the juggernaut, if you are not Alabama this year, uh, LSU last year. The team that's like unstoppable is going to win, whatever. Uh, if you're not the obvious winner, you're better off being like the Texas A&M. Yeah. You're better off not being in the playoff. Mm-hmm. And and that's a stupid, t- that's stupid. But also Texas A&M like feels great about it. Like Ohio State fans are like, <laughs> damn it. And Clemson fans are like, uh, Notre Dame is like, well, there goes our program. Set us, set us <laughs> yeah, back should we fire Brian Kelly? <laughs> Restart the clock. I guess in five more years, maybe we'll try to convince people we're good. And Texas yeah. A&M is like, we belonged. We, we would have beat Bama if we got yep. a rematch. Yep. And now next year, like if Texas A&M is even kind of close in the hunt, they're going to get their shot. And I, I, I mean, don't know. It, it's the same thing as a North Carolina fan because if North Carolina had five, you know, 4,000 offensive yards <laughs> against Texas A&M, they'd probably beat Texas A&M. And then they're the hottest team in the country. Everyone's yeah. talking about Mac Brown and North Carolina. Carolina, and that's what's happening in the offseason. Like you said, Texas A&M, North Carolina, even Clemson, I think I saw was preseason number one because they don't have uh, Trevor Lawrence anymore. I don't understand how that makes the, that boosts them up over Alabama. But the the hype machine that goes in the offseason, the recruiting that you can do, like even Ryan Day to, to open up the national championship game last night, he says, this is Ohio State. This is what we do. We play in title games, you know? Like mm-hmm. right now, everyone is already in recruiting mode and, and PR spin mode for the offseason. So like right, Ryan Day got ahead is. of it. He was like he was like it's about getting to the national championship games not necessarily about winning it because you know it, it it's the, the 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 game is the game we can't control that but we control if we can get there and you can get there at Ohio State. So that's all that they did. That's what, And uh, every program is doing that same shill. And except for Nick Saban, who can go and say, this is the most special group I've ever had every single time he's up there. It's like he wrote, he has the exact same speech. And yet we all take it as, wow, they overcame adversity. They are more special than the other teams. <laughs> yeah. And they really came together. You know, and it's like somehow that that same pitch works in the offseason because you're like a five star recruit. and You're like, I want to overcome adversity. I want to come together and I want to win the title. And it's like Let's, rinse and repeat. That is college football. I mean, college football and the NBA are the two sports that uh, <laughs> it's almost doesn't matter what happens on the field. Yeah. It's about the NBA is about the free agency, yeah. the the tweets, the memes, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. College football is about like the politics, the yeah. the, <laughs> the recruiting. The your your head coach has to get in front of cameras and uh, say we are legit, we belong uh, at all times. Our state. The, yeah. Th- this is yeah. This, mm-hmm. Like we. <laughs> <laughs> But that's why that's why it might be better to not make the playoff. And I say that jokingly, but also like I talk myself into being serious because uh, it is a sport of narratives. And now if you if you mention Ohio State to people in the next however many years of college football, they're going to be like, yeah, they got smoked. They, yeah. they, what an embarrassment with Bama. in the national yeah. title game when it's like, dude, plug literally any other team in there and they're getting smoked by Bama, too. But it doesn't it's better to be the guy on the outside that didn't get smoked that says I could have done better than that. It's mm-hmm. better to be on the sidelines and say mm-hmm. I could have done better um, because you don't have to prove it. Which brings me to my point. Ohio State would have beat LSU last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. That's, That's facts. just facts. Those are the facts. Uh, 
So uh, as it pertains to college basketball, one thing one thing I'm interested <laughs> because uh, college football the the there there did seem to be a big like uh, uh, again narrative for lack of a better word that uh, uh, the, the playoff is broken or this is but whether it's broken or not like Bama is the best team and I think that it, it depends on your philosophy. Does the playoff mm. exist to uh, to to figure out who the best team is? Because if it does, it's pretty good at that. I yep. think every year the yep. team that wins the playoff <laughs> is probably the best team in yep. college football. Pretty much. Or should the playoff exist to give everybody an equal path to a title, which it is horrible at that. It's absolutely, you know, there's, if you're not in a power five conference, you don't have a shot. You literally yep. have no chance whatsoever of winning a title. Um, so the big discussion points from what I gather, because Alabama was so inevitable and, uh, I, I don't think people want to waste their time talking about how much Ohio state sucks or maybe, maybe is Alabama the greatest ever, whatever. There seem to be a lot of broader discussions about the playoff <laughs> is broken or it's the same teams every year. Mm-hmm. How do we fix this? Yeah. Uh, Nick wa- saving Oregon. Yeah. A lot, a lot yeah. of that. I was watching, uh, I was watching the ESPN run up to the game. Like I just had it on the, the they were doing just hours and hours of content. Like they were just interviewing anybody that had anything to do with any of these schools. <laughs> and at one point they have, they have Kevin Warren and Greg Sankey at the, t- at the desk. And they're wow. they're just going over like the decisions, and obviously like Greg Sankey's like, I I am a genius. Like I wanted to play football, now my team's gonna <laughs> kick your team's ass. And Kevin Warren's like, uh, dude, really? My first year <laughs> really? on the job, there's really? there's a pandemic. Are you shitting me, dude? Like I just wanted to ease into this job, and I get thrown like the impossible decisions. Um, but they asked him. They said they they brought up the playoff idea. And to, this shocked me. I couldn't believe it. Greg Sankey believes that the the current system is fine. The current system where two SEC teams make it like every goddamn year, and <laughs> no matter what, yeah. Uh, he was like, I think it's fine. I think I don't think like I know there's a lot of talk about expanding. I don't see the purpose of it. Yeah. I don't think we need it. Yeah. Uh, the the system where every every meaningful game is played in the South, every playoff mm-hmm. game is played in the South. Mm-hmm. Every <laughs> I like it. It works for me. Um, <laughs> And, Starts chaining and I, SEC, yeah, yeah. <laughs> banging the table. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess the question for me is like, there, there seems to be a fatigue. I don't know how we got here though, because like it, 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 I, I don't I, I I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what the solution is. Uh, college basketball seems awesome. I like March Madness, but um, it, it's curious because for the first time. I'm all over the place with my line of thinking here, by the way, but I, I, my brain is mush after last night. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, uh, it feels like NFL, the, the relationship between NFL fans and college football fans has been a decent one. Like mm-hmm. if you're a fan of NFL football, you, you are not afraid to throw on college football and watch mm-hmm. college football on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you don't love it, but you'll watch it and, and whatever. The relationship between NBA fans and college football or college basketball is the worst. Like yeah. NBA fans think college basket, they would rather watch anything else in the world than college basketball. Yeah. And that's always been interesting to me that like NFL fans just like football, NBA fans like NBA, they think college basketball is awful. College basketball thinks, and and I guess what I'm saying is Tate, for the first time, there starts to be a feel that the, the tide for no pun intended is turning on college football where people are like, 
this kind of sucks. Yeah. This kind of like, I'm, it's, it's kind of boring. And I don't, I don't know if it's because Alabama is inevitable. It's not even just Alabama. It's just like the whole system is inevitable. And we know next year, I mean, I watched SVP after the game and he throws up, he's at the, he, he, his sign off <laughs> was like, here are the odds to win the national title next year. Alabama is the best. Clemson is the second best. Ohio State is the third best. You have Georgia, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Yeah. Those are like the ones. Yep. And then, and then, and then he said something to Steve and he's like, Stanford, Maryland just missed the cut, I think. <laughs> and that's the point is like, if you're not one of those, schools you don't have a chance and uh i don't know i i find that interesting that uh there seems to be i i think they're gonna have to expand the playoff i think something's going to have to happen because uh for the first time there's there's chinks in the armor with with the college football like power structure yeah there's like like people are like even, even me i'm an ohio state guy. i know every single year ohio state has to do something catastrophic to not make the playoff they're 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 probably going to be in it next year and i'm i'm still like this is stupid this is boring mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, the problem with the playoff, too, is that the first year, well, we all hated the BCS. So when we got a playoff. Everyone celebrated and we all celebrated too soon. And the worst part about the playoff is that your Buckeyes won it the first year and that was not expected. Mm-hmm. And when they did that, everyone said, see, it works. We have a it playoff. Works. Yeah, this is uh, March Madness. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the best team yeah. won. It wasn't who you thought it was going to be. You know, Radata, we did it, you know, move on with our lives. And Clemson upset Alabama a couple years later. You know, like all these moments happen where you're like, oh, it checked itself out it checked itself out and then last year joe burrow and, and sec world wins this year again sec dominates and wins so we have sec fatigue they are the loudest about it when it happens so we mm-hmm. hear it a lot more and then when everyone sees alabama do it like i mean the fatigue is there we've seen nick saban now standing up there you know seven times six with alabama and you know that's insane that's that's I don't I don't get it. I don't <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like, of course they're of course you're worn out by it. But but when it's over, we'll all say, man, I really miss Alabama. I really miss having yeah. that team that we all could hate. The same thing with the Patriots. You know, once they're done, everyone's like, man, I kind of I kind of like when they were hateable and really good. And uh, or maybe they don't. I don't know. But regardless, the whole thing yeah. is now uh, up in the air because people are upset that what we expected happened and yeah. i agree with you that it it is i mean if you're coastal carolina i know that they lost to liberty but it, let's say you're coastal carolina you go undefeated you beat liberty you're sitting at home or you're cincinnati and you beat georgia and you're sitting at home and you're thinking to yourself i had literally no shot like i had no i shot. i was i was yeah. perfect and i had yeah. no shot there has to be some sort of way to deal with that. And I know that they're saying eight teams and they're like, then it could be 16 teams. And then eventually well, yeah, we're gonna, it, just, it, like, it gets too deep in the vortex of it all. I don't think that's the solution either, but there has to be a better way than it already be a fixed system. Like it's our, the car. Like you said, you go into the season thinking I have to absolutely screw. I have to lose to Purdue at home to not make the playoff. And even right. if I do do that, I can still win the big 10 championship, blow out Wisconsin or whatever, right. and still get in the playoff, you know? And there's some other teams like Cincinnati or whoever it may be uh, that have no shot. And uh, I don't know. And then I can see the like, what, yeah. what's the point then? You know, it's like, I guess the point is to go perfect and say that forever. But in yeah. reality, I mean, UCF is still doing it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I but l- like I said, it, it, it's, it, it's whatever your philosophy is on what the, the goal is. Are we trying to determine who the best team is or are we trying to give everyone a fair shot to prove that they're the best team? You know, yeah. and I, who, I, I, who is the trust? No reasonable buster? mind, no reasonable mind would say like Alabama wasn't the best team this year. But a reasonable mind could say the system's stupid, yeah. and like, like I, I, you know, Coastal Carolina did lose their bowl game, but you could, and they would have gotten smoked by Alabama probably, yep. almost certainly. Yeah, but 
you know, like what kind of system is that where a guy goes undefeated and doesn't get a chance to, I don't know. Um, I, I, I that's it. Who cares? Uh, yeah. I just, <laughs> like want, I said, I, should we even play this year? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I need I, a Teddy true. Roosevelt of college of college football to just walk into Alabama and just bust it up and say, you yeah. have to get some rid of some of these five stars. There's too many five stars. You're well, too good. Share the wealth. <laughs> I do think maybe that would help uh, if you God expand the playoff. Just, their heads exploded when they heard share the wealth as someone coming down. Yeah, Alabama, but. <laughs> now, uh, hold on. If you expand the playoff, maybe maybe part of the problem is that recruits know that only five teams have, or there's like seven programs that yeah. have a shot of making yeah. the playoff. Of so they go to the same ones. But if you expand it to eight, now all of a sudden you can go and, and you have auto bids where if Northwestern beats Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, they're automatically in. You know, then mm-hmm. suddenly it's like you, you could go to a school that you kind of is a better fit or whatever, and you don't have to feel obligated to go to Alabama and Ohio State and yeah. Clemson only, um, yeah, and Georgia. I don't know. Uh, who cares? It's stupid. <laughs> Alabama. The, it. my, my final thought is that Alabama. Uh, you, you said like we're supposed to hate them. I think I've just reached the point where I'm numb to it. Yeah, it's like you hated them after their fourth one or third one or whatever, and then now it's just like you don't you don't feel anything. You're mm-hmm. just like cool <laughs> yeah i mean congrats i, I, th- uh, I think derrick henry was the time was the one when it finally hit me that it was inevitable you know where it was like you yeah. said it's like a wave of of just like i i'm gonna let this wash over me i'm going to accept the fact that alabama and nick saban are literally the greatest college football experiment i'll ever see in my lifetime most likely and i'll move on with my day but i really hope that. That's- some way there, there's some way that we can add something because like even when Manziel beat Alabama that one time like we still remember it like that's how dominant Alabama has been as a program for over a decade like they spent an entire decade just running shit over everybody and I know Clemson and Florida State and, and Ohio State and some of these other teams have like popped LSU have popped in Auburn at different moments but at the end of the day it's their world and we're living in it and you yeah. know the sun it, 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 it is all focused on Nick Saban and Alabama uh, college football and I wish that we could uh you know yeah. spread it around a little bit but the the is every time they lose it's the exception that proves the rule you know yeah like you point to like well alabama didn't win the title that year and you're like the only reason you remember that is because the alabama didn't win the, you know what exactly I mean? exactly and then someone <laughs> like joe burrow has like the most incredible year we, we thought we've ever seen yeah. in the quarterback position you know so yeah i literally only remember i don't remember any alabama years at this point i don't remember mm-hmm. you know what w- I, I can't even tell you the years they won it 2011 i think they what was one yeah. did they win in 2011 i don't know probably but who was on that team i don't remember yeah. i don't remember anything yeah but i remember all the other teams that won all the other titles <laughs> yeah. because it's like oh my god not alabama <laughs> yeah yeah you're like kelvin benjamin uh, you're like cam yeah. newton joe burrow yeah. it's like every single one of them you can hit yeah. and as a mile marker yeah carnell know? jones and ezekiel Elliott. wow yeah. cool yeah. like something different wow and back to Bama. All right. Um, all right. That's enough. Uh, I, I gave the people enough tears. Uh, yeah, it's that, it. that, that, is, that is my, my final statement. Uh, my, my seventh final statement on the matter is that uh, I'm not mad. And that makes me mad. I'm mad at how <laughs> not mad I am because yeah. I wanted to be very upset. I wanted to be heartbroken. And mm. instead it's just like, I'm numb to this and uh, whatever. <laughs> how upset- I didn't care anyway. I'm not mad. I didn't care anyway. How upsetting uh, was it for SEC fans to not be in the building to be able to chant SEC? You know, that's know. the only thing I can think of at that moment. When it got up to 52 to 24, I was like, this is the moment where they lose their Dude. minds and they chant SEC and they just like burn Like I said, I, uh, Notre Dame fans were chanting SEC. Clemson <laughs> yeah, exactly. fans were chanting SEC. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Literally everyone outside the state of Ohio is just chanting SEC a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People in Maryland were. 
like the the southern part of Maryland. <laughs> SVP, Stanford oh, State. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk basketball. Um, let's talk about good guys and bad guys. It's Tuesday. Yep. Uh, that's what we do on this show. Um, just you started off. I I need a second to close. Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. Take a deep breath. Decompress. You're good, guy. You're good guy of the week. Yeah, good guy of the week. Uh, this is really tough because you know you kind of go through the round robin on college basketball. You look at places in the Pacific Northwest, <clears throat> Washington, and you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of good guy stuff going up there. Mike Hopkins, one time, he sent you a, a $20 gift card to Starbucks. I it think was 12. Tw- 12. It was 12 because he was the Pac-12 coach of that's the year. Right, that's yeah. right. Pac-12 yeah. coach of the year. Since that day, uh-huh. been all downhill since he sent, uh, sent those Starbucks <laughs> gift cards. Uh, he was he was going to be my good guy of the week, but I did some more digging, Mark Titus, and I realized it's Steve Peichel of Rutgers Basketball. Mm. Um, they've lost uh, four of their last five games. They have lost three in a row. And I said to myself, what happened? Because I remembered on December 20th, I remembered watching Rutgers basketball beat Illinois. They beat the final line, who were number 14 in, in the nation at the time uh, when they beat them. And, you know, there was a celebration for Rutgers. They had beat Syracuse a couple games before. Um, there was a lot of momentum going. And then Steve Peichel, who is a good guy, he looked around mm-hmm. and he said to himself, you know what my team really needs? They need a break. Because Christmas time mm. is important, is what he said. And my and my kids haven't seen their family since June. So he says, I'm going to give these kids six days. They play Ohio State on December 23rd. The kids are already thinking about vacation, about going back home, finally getting a break. So they lose to Ohio State, understandably so. They get those six days off. And since they've come back, like I said, they've dropped four out of five. They've lost three in a row. They can't make a layup anymore. Uh, you know, Ron Harper Jr., he, he had an ankle injury. He hasn't been the same since he come back, has come back from the ankle injury. Last three games, I think he's averaging about 11 points per game. Uh, before that, he was averaging around 23 points per game. So uh, they are sort of a mess right now. Steve, Steve Peichel is a good guy in the sense that he wanted to give Christmas break um, and his guys uh, a little bit of a rest, some R&R that they well deserved at Rutgers but when they came back on the other side it has not been smooth sailing they play Wisconsin this Friday at home um, that's a chance to maybe bounce back but good guy of the week Steve Peichel he gives his kids a chance to go home for Christmas and uh, it has not gone well for basketball senses yeah. but he's still good guy of the year right there that's good guy yeah, of the year nominee this is uh th- this is beautiful of you to do this day, mm. to to mm. to pick me back up after I'm I'm down in the dumps yeah to 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 bring up Ohio State sweeping Rutgers. We, we destroyed <laughs> Rutgers, by the way. Yes. Um. We we I what what was the final margin? I think we ended up winning by like 11, 10, something like that. Yeah. We were we were up by a ton. Um. Yeah. I, Rutgers is it's it's like it's like they got just good enough for everyone to to not they got good enough to where beating them is a good win now. And mm-hmm. it's like they're they're they've it, it's very very strange what what's happened to Rutgers, but also. I don't know. The, the the one that stands out was the twenty three point loss at Michigan State. I mean, losing at Ohio State. I I, I think uh, Ohio State's a good team, dude. I've mm-hmm. been saying this mm-hmm. all year, and and uh, I mean, we 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 we're, we're not a bad team at all. And um, I don't know. 
I'm still hurt about the game. Are you trying to change it to Ohio State basketball? The, the, the optimism here? I kind of like that. I will say this. One more thing about Steve Peichel being good guy of the year. This is what it was said when he took the job at Rutgers. Uh, this is what the athletic director said. Steve inherited the Titanic and he turned it around and made it Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Elizabeth. And uh, I wanted to say Steve Peichel, when he yeah. took that job, uh, there were uh, there was nobody that was really banging the door to say you should take the Rutgers basketball job. When he took it, he said he was going to change his program. They were going to lean in and be all about defense, uh, creating a foundation, a culture there at Rutgers. They have done that. Um, and he's really close with his players. So he decided they, they got approached to play on Christmas Day. He said, no, I'm giving my kids a break. Like what Coach K said he was going to do and, and acted like he was going to be this moralist guy. Mm-hmm. Steve Peichel actually did that. Um, and that's why he's the good guy of the week. Uh, and he took on a really tough job. And uh, I know Ohio State beat them twice. I think that those were both great games. But I will say both of them were because of Christmas. And they were both because of the break. Mm. One of them because they knew they were about to go on break. And the other one the because other one they're, still, they're... they're still recovering from the break. So they're still... Ron Harper had a lot of yes. a lot of Christmas cookies, yes. and he's still uh, working his way. Geo Baker came back. Uh, he was injured to start of the season. He's he's come back. He he hasn't been great recently, and I don't know how much. Uh, I think he was like two for ten or something. Yeah, so Rutgers healthy yeah, been, is probably a top fifteen team. Rutgers not healthy. Yeah. They are not a top twenty five team to say the least. But uh, you know, this is going to happen. Like like every Big Ten game. You know, not not to not to keep beating the Big Ten drum this year, but I mean, it is kind of true that like all these teams are pretty good in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, it's we, a gauntlet. It's, it's it's an absolute gauntlet, and uh, you can't you can't uh, go into every game and, and a team loses and say, all right, what's wrong with these guys? And let's, <laughs> you know, like it, the teams are going to lose. That's yeah. how that's how the sport works. It's one team wins and one team loses. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get any easier for Rutgers. Would you say they got Wisconsin coming up? Wisconsin at home on Friday, though. Then so at that, IU, that could be a game. yeah. Michigan State at home at Northwestern, Minnesota. Man, yeah, there are no gimmies. Um, they'll be all right though. Yeah, I like uh, I like Rutgers, but uh, yeah, it's 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 they they they, they almost got too good too soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They maybe maybe too that's soon. what the problem. Is. Yeah, they peaked it, too soon. Yeah, Rutgers is better when people still think Rutgers sucks, and then they just wreck you. But well, then you're going into a game and you see like a, a number eleven ranking next to Rutgers, and you're like, "Ooh, this is an opportunity for a resume win." Yeah, that's not a good spot for yeah. Rutgers. Yeah, you don't want people yeah. circling you on the calendar if you're Rutgers, yeah. and when they yeah. do and they show up and they want to wreck you, like Ohio State has been, you know, and even Michigan State, you know, beating Rutgers was a way for their, them to get their season back on the line. Uh, that was a couple games ago, and. Yeah, I, I think they'll figure it out. I think they're still a tournament team. I've seen them ranked uh, in some of the brackets as high as a three seed. I think Jerry Palm still had Rutgers as a three seed. Um, I've seen some other brackets that have them as a seven seed and eight seed. So th- they have a range, you know. They have they have the talent to be as good as a three seed, but I see them more as you know an eight nine seed at the end of the day. But um, mm-hmm. you know, still love Rutgers. Still Rutgers uh- basketball. My uh my pick for good guy of the week is I'm keeping it in the Big Ten. Also a a hot and cold situation. Uh and and I kind of mentioned it last week, but uh I I wanted to flesh this out more. My good guy pick is uh, Richard Pitino Minnesota um, <laughs> yes. because uh last week uh I, I I touched on how Minnesota at home looks unstoppable. They look like a Final Four team. Minnesota on the road sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I made a little bit too much about myself because they just played Ohio State. As you do when you're a podcaster, you make it about yourself a little too much. <laughs> um but I, I wanted to make it less about Marcus Carr being a good guy against Ohio State and whatever, and more about just I I, I want to throw some numbers at you. Take Minnesota mm-hmm. this year at home, 10 and 0, with wins over Michigan State by 25 points. 
Uh, which Michigan State, how good are they? I don't really know. That's becoming like the big mystery to me yeah. in college basketball. Yeah. It's like trying to make sense of of that. Uh, but still, it's it's Michigan State has a ton of talent. Beating by 25, I mean, that's, that's insane. Uh, they beat Ohio State by 17 at home. They beat Iowa by seven. They beat St. Louis, who's ranked and, and is having a pretty good year, by eight. And won every other game, 10 and 0. Uh, at, on the road, Minnesota is currently 0 and 4 with 12 point, their, their four losses 12 point loss at Wisconsin, 17 point loss at Illinois, 25 point loss at Michigan, and then uh, on Sunday, 15 point loss at Iowa. So mm. uh, I just wanted to call attention to what the hell is going on in Minnesota. What is it about the barn? Is the barn the best home court pandemic home court advantage we have in college basketball? Is there something about the barn mm. that has made it? The best of it because the, the numbers are saying yes the numbers mm-hmm. are saying is, is it the cold is it like teams are flying up there and it, I, I don't know what's going on it, it gets cold in the barn because there's not as many people in the barn mm-hmm. to warm it up mm-hmm. so no fans means it's freezing balls in there and the visiting teams i don't i don't know what's going on but i just wanted to call attention to uh richard patino is is he, he has one of the best teams in the if, if the ncaa tournament was played in minneapolis i would pick mm-hmm. minnesota to win the national mm-hmm. title mm-hmm. but it's not it's not so I, i'm not picking minnesota to win anything <laughs> There's something about Minnesota, and you said, you know, as podcasters, we make it about ourselves. I will say this. You and I flew to Minnesota in January during a polar vortex uh, in 2019. And when I landed and I walked out of the plane and I walked outside, something hit me. You know, it was a different Mm -hmm. kind of shiver. It was a different kind of chill. It was one of those times where I understood why people needed blubber. You know, and they needed to wrap themselves up and and stay inside and why they needed skyways. So if you're one of these teams that flies up to Minnesota and it happens to be, you know, negative five degrees, negative 10 degrees, and you have to go to the arena to play, you're probably a little bit sidetracked. I know I was uh, freezing my ass off trying to think about, you know, talking about the final four and things Mm -hmm. like that. But meanwhile, frozen, you know, and when you're frozen, I felt like I was Jack Nicholson in The Shining as we were walking around outside in tuxedos. And that's how these players probably feel flying up there. The barn is soft rims. I, I, you know, I I can say that. I don't know if they're rigged for the home team. I've always thought Mm -hmm. that that would be genius. Like, I think Coach K does this at Duke. You tighten the rims like in half for the the away team. Like when yeah. you switch, you tighten the other rims. Maybe yeah. maybe they do that at the barn. I'm not sure. Uh, we How ought- much of that probably went on, by the way, back in the day? Before- all the time. All the time. Oh, my God. That's how Kentucky won all their time. That's how, that's <laughs> yeah. how John Wooden probably won. It's like everyone yeah. says Sam Gilbert's why he won. But what if it's just what if Sam Gilbert was the guy climbing the ladder and, and tightening the rims, the rims yeah. during, during yeah. halftime? And none of these little games are on level. TV, yeah. so no one, yeah. no one can fact check it. Like the only people that are there that would know – are the people in the arena and, and, and they're all in of them the are bag. UCLA fans. Yeah. yeah. And they're in the bag. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I think that could happen Genius. at the barn. Uh, I, I saw uh, Andy Katz, our good friend Andy Katz, put out a list of like top 10 venues that he would love to see the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, play in. And the barn was like number six, number seven on the list. So if it were to happen one day that they get a game and they're Richard Pertino, that will be best case scenario. I would love to figure out what they have. But Richard Pertino is also the kind of kid that would have learned from his dad, like what the old school tricks were to make a home court advantage, you know. And uh, so I don't know what they're doing at the barn, but it's something. Uh, um, and if you know, please let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, give us the inside sources. We do love Minnesota as much as we may sound like, or especially me, sound like I hate Minnesota. We do love it. We enjoyed it there when we came back in April. The polar vortex was a little too much. So it is January. Some of these teams coming in, they're like, it's too cold for me. Um, but that's where we are with Minnesota. I, I yeah. Good guy of the week. <laughs> yeah, good guy. Yeah, uh, they, they, they. 
to 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 uh uh what am I saying to to get back on on topic as to why good guy they, they lost by 15 in Iowa Tate and I just wanted to quickly just mention that Iowa is very good and mm. uh people were selling a lot of Iowa stock Iowa lost at Minnesota which uh I, I guess that I want to bring this full circle Iowa lo- the last team that Iowa lost to was Minnesota they lost by seven at Minnesota mm-hmm. and at the time Minnesota the, the we, we didn't realize the fuckery going on at the barn at the time mm-hmm. that that Minnesota's unstoppable at the barn. That's what we know that now. And now I think when you look back, Iowa's two losses, Gonzaga, who is probably not going to lose all year. (laughs) Maybe they will, but probably not. Uh, And then at Minnesota, who is Gonzaga when they're playing in the barn. And those are Iowa's two losses. So I just wanted to, I guess that's the point. Let's bring this full circle. Say Iowa, I know Michigan is the the hot team, the the new sexy young thing in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. People still love Wisconsin. Illinois has fallen off a little bit, but... uh, they Whatever. still have the talent, yeah. Whatever. Iowa's the pick. Iowa's still the team in the Big Ten to beat. I know they don't play defense. They don't need to play defense when Luca Garza and, and Wieskamp and Bohannon. And, uh, I, I saw, by the way, Rostein said that, that Jordan Bohannon reminds him of Tom Coverdale, which like mm, speaks to your no. heart. <laughs> I mean, it does, but also is like sacrilege. Like, yeah, I, 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 I don't I like think the comparison. Has ever watched Coverdale play basketball? I think he probably met I, Tom Cover- yeah. Coverdale, thought they looked alike, and was like these two guys. I like that Coverdale's on his mind, but I don't like that he's comparing Coverdale to anybody. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you can't just throw around Tom Coverdale comparisons and expect mm. me to let that slide. Mm. As though, I mean, come on. Anyway, um, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa's very good. Is the point? I, yep. I guess I want to make here. Yeah. Iowa's still good, so. And, and Luca Garza, national player of the year already. Yeah, I think Luca Garza. He's the most efficient player in college basketball. If you look at that sort of stuff, those advanced, uh, you know, stats with Luca Garza, he's un- he's unbelievable. I think Wisconsin and Iowa are my two teams in the Big Ten that I look at. I think Wisconsin is kind of flying under the radar a little bit. I like that Iowa is the favorite. Uh, I like you know how old and experienced the Wisconsin team is. So those two teams I really like in the Big Ten. And then one more thing on the barn, they're killing the idea because every single time you watch a blue blood this year, they talk about the home court advantage. That's why they're losing in games. Kentucky would be even more undefeated if they had fans in Rupp. Um, the barn is killing that idea because they're winning games without fans, and uh, we should just point that out. That's it's what I'm a, saying. Yeah. I, I, that's my, my theory is that no fans makes it colder in there. Mm-hmm. The body heat from fans, mm-hmm. and so the visitors are cold. Yeah, That's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. If you've been to Minnesota, it's effing cold. Uh all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and, and wrap up with big guy or bad guy. I'm sorry, bad guys. <laughs> Did we do big guy? <laughs> we should uh, do big guy. <laughs> Taco Falls, my big guy of the week. <laughs> we'll do bad guy. We got to talk about Kentucky too, because Kentucky is uh, is doing things. Oh, we'll yeah. get back again. Quick break to talk about our friends at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Also want to talk about our good friends at First Leaf. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world directly to you because the only thing better than one fantastic bottle of wine is a case of award-winning wine that shows up directly at your doorstep. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind for a unique combination of wine you're guaranteed to love. I have a box coming uh, this week, actually. I'm excited Mm. for it. I think it's supposed to get here Friday. I have been ripping through wine at an unhealthy rate, Um, but... (laughs) 
I love it. It's great because I get uh, I, I'm a guy, I, I've, I've talked about this before. I just basically, if I'm going to a store and I'm getting a bottle of wine, I'm getting a cab every single time. That's all I would mm-hmm. ever buy. First Leaf makes me branch out. They're sending me stuff from Portugal and France. I had this Italian wine the other day, couldn't pronounce a single word on the bottle, have no idea what it was, have no no way of of <laughs> recommending it to anybody, but it was really good. So thank you, First Leaf. <laughs> Subscriptions are flexible and shipments arrive on your schedule with practically zero effort. Plus, First Leaf is a much more affordable way to enjoy wine from top winemakers and vineyards. You'll always get award-winning wine. This isn't garbage stuff. This is all all very, very good stuff. For unbeatable low prices, what are you waiting for? Get that Friday feeling like I do. I'm, yeah, I think it is coming on Friday. Any day of the week with First Leaf, join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping. That is absolutely insane. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Tate. Six bottles of award-winning wine from around the world, Tate, for just $29.95 plus free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash Tate. All right, Tate, who's your uh, pick for bad guy of the week? Well, I wanted to go into big guy, but I guess we'll save that for big next guy is, season. Is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that could be a, a, a Kofi Coburn's my big guy every single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the best. Uh, I'll go Garza just so we keep our Iowa fans happy. So there you go, big guys well, of the week. You could go big guy slash bad guy. Could be the same. Could be Shoeboy this right now. <laughs> oh, Oscar Shoeboy yeah. could be yeah, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Bad, yeah. Anyway, Both. your pick. <laughs> Uh, bad guy of the week. This is a guy we talked about, I think, on our last episode, or at least I mentioned him. His name is Andy Enfield. He is the head coach of your USC Trojans. Um, he is synonymous with being under the radar. He's a very sly guy. Um, and this week he became a bad guy because America's watching, especially America on the West Coast, the very small, minute group of USC basketball fans that watch all of their games. But they definitely watch the Arizona game. And mm-hmm. Evan Mobley, who is a five-star recruit, a guy that's going to be a top five pick, a guy that is kind of setting the tone for what it is to, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. did this a couple years ago, you know, come in five star, one and done, get the attention, leave USC, everyone's happy, hunky-dory. But Mobley is even better because he he sweeps the Arizona trip. They beat on Thursday, Arizona. Then they beat on Saturday, Arizona State. Uh, Andy Infield and USC seem like a sleeper Hang on a second. This seems like a Pac-12 update, Tate. Yeah, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Bad guy of the week, not a Pac-12 <laughs> update. Uh, I just want to point out that Evan Mobley is a top five pick. USC, mm-hmm. uh, I think they've only lost one game right now. They're eight and one. Uh, they are probably, I think, the, the the dark horse to win the Pac-12. They are a very interesting team. They have a lot of talent. Andy Infield tries to hide in the shadows. They were a part of the NCAA FBI thing. We remember that. We remember, you know, Tony Bland, all that sort of stuff coming up with them. But all that's been swept under the rug. It doesn't matter. But he's still a bad guy. He can't be good guy, Andy Infield. I'm watching you, Andy Infield. Bad guy of the week. USC, keep an eye on him. Uh, and they're rolling recruiting, too. That's why he's also a bad guy no. of the week. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, UCLA also swept the the desert school, the Arizona schools, didn't they? There was a double LA double sweep of the, I love that by the way, we, 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 we talk about the mountain trip a lot. Uh, cause Mm -hmm. we, we point out that how hard it is to go to altitude and beat Colorado and Utah. And, um, so it's, it's not like we, we don't ever talk about how the PAC 12 schedules, but, uh, I do love that they, they do that, that, that the Mm -hmm. teams, you have your little traveling partner and the man, (laughs) It breaks my heart that the Pac-12 isn't better because it's it has all the pieces. It really does. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Pac-12 yeah. should be so good. 
The scheduling's awesome. The idea that Bill they have Bill Walton on calls a game. I mean, oh yeah, my but, god. But but they're building they're building back to something because I'm telling you, with you know, Bill Walton loves Mobley. Like there there's a there's a, a kindred connection between the two. Stanford and Zaire Williams, they're coming back. Zaire Williams had a triple double. Um, everyone was excited about that. So we have the eyeballs of the NBA. You talk you talk about the NBA people. Yeah. If the NBA people want to watch the Pac-12, which is probably what they want to yeah. do, because they can watch Zaire Williams. Because there's Mobley, no NBA to watch. Guys right now <laughs> <laughs> they want to watch marcus bagley and all these other guys yeah. josh christopher it's like go to the pack 12 support these guys watch these guys talk about yeah. these guys make them you know important in your little sphere of news and uh it's good for the pack 12 update good for the pack 12 but bad guy of the week andy infield all right that's a good pick uh my my bad guy is also a guy who uh is knows a thing or two about the bag and and um mm. certainly has had his name in headlights because of bag related activities um i'm i'm taking bruce pearl a man who taught us the character counts at the 2020 nba draft uh because sharif cooper was is declared, back somehow is declared eligible somehow i don't know how this happened i the, the last we heard of sharif cooper he was going to play pro somewhere uh mm-hmm. it, it looked like it wasn't happening it looked like he wasn't going to be eligible um that was all the reports was that he was looking into signing with an agent and going and playing in australia or <laughs> i don't know italy or I, Lithuania, name another country. how many, how yeah, many yeah, other countries yeah, are yeah. there serbia yeah keep going <laughs> <laughs> uh that, that's 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 the last i remember hearing about him and then suddenly he's declared eligible he plays on saturday against alabama close game auburn ultimately loses uh but cooper goes nuts 26 points nine assists um against a tier three alabama team by the way andy katz has alabama in tier three so uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good a defensive-minded crimson tide um he's the best recruit in auburn history is, is my understanding even better than charles barkley even better than uh Mm-hmm. Isaac Okoro, even better than other guys that uh, Austin Wiley, Chuma, Chuma uh, on down the line. Um, yeah, so Sharif Cooper's back. I guess that's the point. That's my bad guy of the week. I don't know how Bruce Pearl pulled this off. Uh, I don't know how he got Sharif Cooper to campus in the first place. And I certainly don't know how he got him eligible when <laughs> everyone else said, this guy's going pro. But uh, I have my I have my ideas. I have a few ideas in mind how <laughs> All I know is that it had something to do the night of the NBA draft when he was in that ditch and he told us the character counts. (laughs) Speaking of which, (laughs) Bruce Pearl's post-game press conference, he said uh, about Shreve Cooper, he was was obviously asked about him because he's back and he's their best player and he's going to be their best player for the rest of the season. Uh, Bruce Pearl, by the way... traditionally does not start guys if they've been out for a while that's what he said he's like this doesn't yeah. really happen um but i made an exception for sharif and we're all nodding along we're like yeah bruce mm-hmm. we know we know you did uh, <laughs> but his quote was about sharif cooper not going overseas and coming back and playing quote i think a student athlete of lesser character could have opted out or done something else and he was a phenomenal teammate had a great semester academically and is a terrific student athlete pearl said so uh mm. he, he made sure to to sprinkle in to a reminder the character counts so uh <laughs> not only is cooper awesome basketball player but he's he's a student athlete with character uh i i was so shocked when i saw that because i had been told that he was going pro a couple of months ago i thought he already um, did go pro i didn't think he was going pro like i thought if you would have told me sharif cooper has played 12 games in in australia i'd have been like yeah sounds about right yeah that checks out yeah exactly <laughs> like a terrence ferguson situation yeah exactly so when i saw the headline that it was like sharif cooper leads Auburn. I had to do a double take and then I had to go do my research and who knows how Bruce Pearl made it possible, but we do know it was a bad move and uh bad guy of the week. That's a good bad guy of the week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I 
I, it kind of blew my mind so much I forgot that I even saw that that he had twenty six. What do you have? Twenty six and nine or something like 26 that. Twenty six and nine, yeah. dude. Yeah, he's gonna be awesome. I don't yeah. think Auburn's gonna be very good still, but uh, <laughs> and you know the SEC as we talked about is not great. And who knows? Who the hell knows? Maybe they'll win. That they're yeah. they're, they're yeah. not eligible for the tournament, though, right? That's what I'm saying. They they did yeah. they already did that, and they did that presumably because Sharif Cooper was not going to be on campus, and they weren't good enough to make the tournament. Yeah. So it'll be weird. Like if Bruce Pearl in February, if they start winning some games, and he starts <laughs> pushing for next season. Like they're just going to extend it till next year. That'll be fun. That's uh that would be the most bad guy move of the year. Victim Bruce Pearl is great for content though, so I won't mind it. <laughs> Bruce Pearl is like <laughs> like he's complaining about his own self imposed ban. He's like, this yeah. is unfair. Yeah. This is unjust. Yeah. He was like, the NCAA had. Any character they would yeah, listen to me right play. now and let us play and they're like bruce you're the one who did this to yourself and he's like no no <laughs> nope. <laughs> nah it walks away <laughs> oh man all right uh it's time let's talk yep. about john calipari that's what you really want to talk about john uh cal's guys three and zero in the sec after blowing mm. out florida at florida <laughs> this was the game that uh People had circled. They said, if, if Kentucky can do this, if they can beat an unranked Florida team who is without mm. their best player and will be for the rest of the season, then we will buy into the Kentucky Wildcats hype train. Uh, They're back. Keon Brooks, who was the best returning player that Kentucky had from last season. Um, This was his first game back. Uh, So there's that, too, to take into account. Do any of the games without <laughs> Keon Brooks up to this point count? I would argue no. Yeah. I would argue Kentucky is 1-0. They are undefeated. They are atop the SEC standings. How undefeated is Kentucky, Tate, is the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kentucky fans reminded us all uh, this past week that 2020 is a time for healing. That's what they told us. Uh, Now is the year for healing. Um, In 2021, Kentucky basketball, they are healing, folks. They are undefeated. They have not lost a game in the new year. Uh, 12-26, they lost to Louisville. They were at the bottom of the bottoms. There were people that were clamoring for Coach K to get the hell up out of here he uh he he is he is not welcome he is not a lifetime coach at uh, you know at our blue blood and then of course three and oh in the sec taking on alabama tonight to take supremacy over the sec they are undefeated in the new year they are you know the team that we all thought that they were that they were going to be now everyone was remembering mark Titus said they were just hurt and i think when you add in the fact that keon brooks and uh the rest of the kentucky team in 2020 they were simply just hurt those games are a wash folks throw mm-hmm. them out mm-hmm. throw them out this is conference play. This is real big boy basketball. We know Coach Cal said that the schedule was his fault. He took that. He took that blame. Those are his losses. Those are his losses on the chest. My bad, he said. So Coach Cal will take those losses right on the chest. Yeah, those Kentucky didn't lose those games. The, no, the no, no, no. Coach Cal did. Didn't lose. Coach Cal yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, Kentucky's yeah. undefeated. Yeah. Coach Cal, mm-hmm. his schedule lost those games. Yeah. Yes. So, so you, you throw those over there. Those are schedule losses. Uh, and then in the SEC, undefeated. I think right now, the fact that Kentucky is not ranked is egregious. Uh, I, think it's, I, I think it's wrong. Dude, they play um, bring tonight, tonight at uh, uh, they, they got the late game. Yeah, six our yeah, time, our, nine our, Eastern. Yeah, nine, uh, yeah. they, they play Alabama at home, who is also undefeated in the sec yeah, I believe. yeah. uh kentucky wins this they're gonna be ranked <laughs> they, they, they got alabama and then they're at auburn be, between the uh now and the next uh ap poll if mm-hmm. they win those they're gonna be ranked i think i really Absolutely. believe that they, they're gonna be ranked yeah or at least receiving votes i don't know they can't be ranked they no, there's a chance ranked. that they'll be ranked because at the end of the day, everyone, I, I feel like, you know, they beat Florida by double digits on the road at Florida and then Kentucky, the actual media, the Kentucky 
the bluegrass nation uh they all actually turned with cow like they made the pivot you know and i thought yeah. that it was gonna be this weird thing where cow wanted to make the pivot like we figured it out and we're back and everyone's like no you didn't figure it out we lost all those games but everyone is still on with cow like they're all willing to make the pivot uh and they make the switch and they say hey we're back. They also kneeled uh, in in Rupp Arena, which is a, a historical moment. Yeah. The, the the Big Blue Nation. There was some some controversy over that. I thought Coach Cal handled it. I thought he handled it well. I really did. And I was like, all right, Kentucky seems to be back. Coach Cal is back on the rails. You know, I joked about everyone has to play Notre Dame to get back on the rails. Like the Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> are back. <laughs> Notre back. Dame is the the team that gets everybody back in. Uh... Yeah. And, and Kentucky lost to them. Like that was their chance to get back on the rails back yeah. then. That knocked but them they didn't off lose the rails. The, the, and now the shot back. just they didn't lose. <laughs> Olivier Sar's shot just didn't fall. That's not yeah. they just ran out of time. It just didn't go in. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, it just didn't go in. Yeah. The, the game winning shot just didn't go in. Uh I I I do I do find it funny. Like if Kentucky starts winning again and they're they are competing for the SEC title or whatever, there there will be a lot of people that will uh, you know, try to stuff it in our faces or, or Big Blue Nation's faces for doubting yeah. Cal. Like you guys, mm-hmm. you got it was overblown. Or I, I bet you're eating crow now, as though like one in six. You know, like as though it was ridiculous to think. Yeah, this was a horrid start well, and something was seriously wrong. And Lexi did it all that. Yeah. Well, we're pulling up pictures of the 1911 Kentucky Wildcats, and they have like dress shirts on and uh, like dress shoes about to go play a game of leather ball. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the, we're at the point of saying, hey, we should hit the panic button here and yeah. see what's going on. And even Coach Cal hit the panic button uh, when they lost to Louisville. He was he was sincerely shocked at the fact that he couldn't even get this easy win over. He was like, I'm supposed to just get this they, in the bag. But they figured it out. They hit the bottom, and now they're they had adversity, as Nick Saban yeah. would say, and now they're coming together, and they're, they're going to be ranked. They're going to be they're going to beat Alabama tonight in Auburn, sure. and they're going to be ranked because because <laughs> Auburn has Sharif Cooper back. So now you're going to talk yep. like like Cal. I, I think I just figured it out. The reason Cal like we, we we make fun of his media machine or whatever, but he's really just politicking, and and he's doing it in a mm. way that uh, the reason John Calipari stands out like a sore thumb amongst the landscape of college basketball coaches is because he's the one guy that treats it like college football. He's the one guy that's that's politicking at all times and all the other coaches all of us in the media we're scratching our heads because we're like that's not how college basketball works like you don't need to politic everybody makes the tournament anyway um yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) like we don't we don't need all that that's not like everybody plays everybody there's you're playing 30 whatever games and in in a regular season um we don't need to get in front of cameras and argue about whether you're better or like a certain narrative around your team. Mm -hmm. It's all meaningless. Mm -hmm. It's all stupid. Mm -hmm. Like who cares how good if Kentucky is unranked the rest of the season, but but slips into the tournament and they'll have their chance. And if they're, and if John Calipari is is doing his narratives and and convincing us that they deserve to be ranked, (laughs) none of it actually matters, but he's going to do it anyway. And it's going to work. Mm -hmm. Tate. It's going to work. They're going to beat Bama. They're going to beat Auburn and the media machine is, is going to feed into Cal. And uh, it's, it's beautiful because ultimately you look at who they beat. They beat Mississippi State and and was it two overtimes or one? One, I think. Um, mm-hmm. They beat them by five. Cal gets ejected. Like this is the winning. So they're on a they're on a three game winning streak. And you would think they beat unranked Mississippi State yep. by five. They beat Vanderbilt by barely, three at home. Exactly. I was barely. Say like like the barely barely like the Florida win was the first game that I will sincerely say I watched them play in the second half and I said to myself. They look better. They, they look like a legitimate team. That's the first like, like, good cohesive. win of the season where you're yeah, like, that exactly. looks like an actual college basketball team that deserves to be watched. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that Literally. doesn't mean we, exactly. you know, but they're going to, they're going to beat Alabama tonight. And then, 
this is hilarious. And then it's on. And then it's on. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for everybody. It's good for content. And then you have the other back, you know, channel cow of this, uh, which was Coach Cal was not only coaching, not only getting these kids to buy in, he was also recruiting. And he was recruiting a kid that he recruited when he was a McDonald's All-American, a guy that almost went to Kentucky, ended up going to West Virginia, you know, was the Big 12 preseason player of the year, right? Sheboy was, Oscar Sheboy mm-hmm. I'm talking about, um, preseason mm-hmm. player of the year. And he is now going to join the Wildcats. He was taking Zoom calls this weekend with Tennessee and NC State and Michigan and all these, you know, the usual suspects in the transfer market. Miami, transfer right? Portal. Was it Miami, Miami as well. Yeah, Miami that was, was one the, of them. Uh, because Miami was supposed to get him because uh, he, he's an Adidas guy. And that was the big mm. smoke coming out of Morgantown was that some Adidas guys. He was an Adidas kid growing up, goes mm. to West Virginia. The Adidas guys got in his ear and told him to go to Miami. And then he ultimately went to Kentucky. So maybe he, maybe he got the, the Adidas night. bag. Maybe he should be the bad guy. I mean, he, maybe he got the yeah. Adidas bag and was like, yeah, definitely. I'll commit to Miami. Gotcha, bitch. Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Zion invented this. You know, you, you hang out with Adidas <laughs> just true. long yeah. enough. And then you take the Jordan money. You take yeah. the Nike money. Uh, and Bob Huggins, Huggy Bear, who we had on the show, who's a great guy, he says, you know, that there were he, – he didn't really, you know, beat around the bush. He said there were some outside influences that mm-hmm. were involved in this. And he said we all knew it. We could all see it. He said Oscar's a great kid. But there were some people that came in. And I'm not saying that was Kentucky people. I'm not saying that was Coach Calipari people. As you just said, it could be Adidas people. It could be Nike people. But we're – Regardless, outside influences, and uh, he said that everyone uh, in this world now wants to just steal things, and uh, you know, mm. don't, don't they don't want to earn anything. They just want to get given, uh, you know, what they want. It's very, very old school, Bob Huggins. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was, uh, it was all. So interesting just to think about the – I love they's in the world. Like, I love when people can point to something like, you know, they, that like that big entity mm-hmm. that we all hate, the NCAA, FIFA, whatever it is. And, like, I like the idea of outside influences, you know. It's just like a – it's just the albatross yeah. of things that we can all dislike. We don't know specifically what it is, but we mm-hmm. do hate outside influences. Yeah, just them. Just to hate the, hate the outside just say, influencers. This goes – yeah, uh, They that's got to Oscar. You just say- Oscar's going to Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, Kentucky fans are excited. It's when you just say this goes all the way to the top. That's what, the, and then you don't have to really explain what's at the top. You're just like, yeah, this is this is bigger <laughs> than this is bigger than just Oscar Shububoy. Um yeah. yeah. If you if you thought if you thought people hated John Calipari for his recruiting tactics <laughs> and and the way he gets every five star and all that, just wait till Cal does the pivot to grad transfers and transfers and th- this is going to happen a lot. Mm. I think not that I'm not saying he's uh, he's manipulating or yeah. tampering is the word I was looking for. I, I'm not saying he's tampering. I'm not saying he's, he's calling players around the country as the, he, he's, I'm not saying that's going on, but people are going to be saying that that's going on. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I imagine Cal is going to start getting more and more yeah. transfers in the next few years. And uh, boy, I can't wait for the content to come out of that because uh, yeah, there's going to be a I lot mean, of pissed we- off coaches, a lot of pissed off fans of other schools. And a lot of John Calipari in our face saying he's a great kid. He just needs to change the scenery. And we're happy to provide that for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Olivier Sar, we saw in the summer, you know, Wake Forest, Steve Forbes came in and he said, why are you recruiting my players? Like, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) 
<laughs> and of course, Olivier Saar now in the Kentucky Wildcats. So, I mean, Coach Cal, he's done yep. it before. He'll do it again. And uh, I thought it was pretty good at Huggy Bear. He didn't call out He didn't call out Kentucky or call out anyone in particular. He just said outside influence. What if John Calipari just becomes they? It, it, like, we should we should just like put out a mandate. Like, every college basketball coach listening, uh, if, if you want to bitch about Cal, just say they and we'll know they. what you mean. Yeah. 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 And you're like, they. Wink, wink. <laughs> they. They're just being annoying. <laughs> they're they're <being laughs> the, the worst. The, they should not be ranked. We all know that they should not be ranked. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm 100 rooting for Kentucky to win the SEC and miss the tournament. That's my final thought on where we're at with Kentucky basketball. Is I want. Uh, <laughs> th- th- that is the content dream. That is. Uh, that I mean. I mean, in that regard, that kind of contradicts what I said in terms of uh, politicking not mattering or whatever. But like, imagine mm. John. Ke- imagine Kentucky's on the bubble because like they win the SEC, they lose. Say they lose like four games in the SEC, five games. They also get smoked by Texas. Don't forget that game's coming up on Kentucky schedule. They got the the uh, Big Twelve SEC Challenge game. They get smoked mm-hmm. by Texas. They lose four games in the. Uh, so what that that would have eleven losses with like some really bad losses on there. Um, but but they win a share of the SEC. And then fast forward to the first week of March and John Calipari. <laughs> they they lose in the first round of the SEC tournament and John Calipari is just in front of every camera you can find. Just begging and pleading, and and yeah. going over his resume. And yeah, about, uh, and like name one team that won a power conference regular season that didn't make the tournament. Name them. Yeah, name yeah, them. And then yeah. like someone names them. Uh, he's yeah. like, well, besides them. Besides that. <laughs> <laughs> Not with this team. You remember when we were injured? Don't do it to these oh, kids. Man. Uh, that's that's gonna be so good. Uh, all right, what what uh, we got to do a Tony guy update before we get to shout outs, right? Um, quickly, I, I Virginia has played like a uh, the, the, like we said earlier the Notre Dame Notre Dame got them back on schedule, right? They, they played Notre yep. Dame. They got Notre Dame again on Wednesday. Then they go to Clemson. That would I think this this weekend will will be the. Uh, we'll know about Virginia because because Clemson kind mm-hmm. or I'm um, sorry Gonzaga beat the hell out of Virginia sent them back to Charlottesville with their tail between their legs said go f- go figure some things out they had a COVID mm-hmm. pause they uh they have had a pretty easy stretch of the schedule or the, the stretch where the there, there's always a stretch of every Virginia season where they they get thrown on ACC Network Plus or something yep. and you can, yep. you never you, <laughs> you just resort to like refreshing their scores on the app or whatever <laughs> that's where we're at with virginia but saturday mm-hmm. they play clemson who is uh the best team in the acc makes sense of this for me by the way I, i've been texting you about this for a little while we've never yeah. really fleshed it out yeah. on the show uh is clemson the best team in the acc for real is louisville going to win they like wh- what is going on with the acc are there good teams the, what, the, what is the, happening yeah there's probably Five teams in the ACC, maybe six, if I'm a little biased, that have a chance to win the ACC. It's Louisville, Virginia, Duke, Clemson, Virginia Tech. Um, And right now, three teams are undefeated in the ACC, Louisville, Virginia, and Duke. Um, I think a lot of people would be shocked to know that Duke is 3-0 in the ACC, but they are. uh, They Have not beat a team with a winning record this season. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but again, ranked number 19 in the country, atop of the ACC. I think Clemson and Virginia Tech are probably my two favorite teams Yeah, uh, in the ACC. I probably watch them the most. Uh, I think Louisville is a sleeper team. They have the best guard. They have the best backcourt probably yeah. in the ACC uh, with David Johnson and Carlick Jones. So I could see them making a run. They're 8-1 and overall. I, I want to see them play a real team. Um, I, you know, Obviously, the Kentucky win. You know, People will say, what do you mean? Kentucky's a top 20 team now. Right. They just beat a real team. But uh, I want to see them. Clemson was supposed to play Carolina on Saturday. That game got canceled um, because of COVID protocols. So that was going to be the first test to see Clemson in Chapel Hill. Last year was the first time they ever won in
in Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a good test. They already got over that. So it wouldn't be the same kind of deal. Um, I think Louisville, Louisville and Clemson are probably my top two teams in the ACC right now. Um, the, 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 the standard teams obviously are there, Virginia and Duke. I could see people leaning towards them, but, uh, I'll give Clemson and Louisville the, the benefit of the doubt right now. Wild. Absolutely wild, wild yeah, that Clemson yeah, yeah, yeah. is a uh, ranked 12th in the country. <laughs> yeah. They got the they got the number one defense, in, in, according to Kempom, the Clemson yeah, Tigers. Yeah, Amir Sims is great. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, they they look good. And Brownell is, you know, uh, we always joke about how he's always on the hot seat to start the season. Mm-hmm. I think he actually was on some hot seats this year to start the season. And the fact that they're number 12 in the country and he's got them right, they're nine and one. Um, you know, they won four in a row. They took NC State. NC State's a good team this year. NC State's another team, I should say. Um, that that'll be in the mix in the ACC. They took Clemson to overtime at Clemson. Clemson wins that game, obviously. But, um, yeah, Clemson's been good. The thing about Louisville, I, I I kind of dismiss them when Wisconsin beat the hell out of them. But then I always yeah. forget that Carly Jones didn't play in that game. And they, exactly. had, they had, like, one guard. I think, like, literally one guard mm-hmm. um, the entire game. And not that they would have beat Wisconsin, but the, the score just sticks out in my mind that they were – I just remember watching the score because there, there were other good games on that weekend. I was watching something yep. else. I forget what the game, what game I was watching instead of that. And I would just keep checking the score, and Wisconsin seemed to be up by, like, 40 the entire game. And that just mm-hmm. just burned into my mind that Louisville's frauds. Louisville's a bunch of frauds. They, yep. they got blown out of Wisconsin. Uh, and then I keep forgetting that they don't have their best player. And yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Chris Mack was my good guy of the week that week. And, yeah. uh, you know, we had to do the caveat that Carlock Jones didn't play. But I also did the caveat. I was like, does that really matter that much? And it turns out it really does. They're right. a totally yeah, different team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe it did. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so, so overall, ACC, would you, would you, I don't know how to describe it. Like, is it is it interesting? Is the ACC interesting to you? Mm, is would mm. would you would you try to tell your your uh, uh, tell our listeners? Would you, would you mm. try to sell them on watching ACC games this year? I would say I would say that there's probably seven to eight good teams in the ACC. I don't think there's a great team in the ACC. There's yeah. a chance for, you know, maybe a Clemson to like develop into a really good team because they're so good defensively, but I don't see them being great. I don't see Duke developing. I don't see Virginia developing. I don't see Carolina developing at that level. Uh, State's actually a sleeper team that I could, I could see being interesting. Um, as far as a fun team to watch, that's going to lose a lot of games. Wake Forest is a fun team to watch. I watched him play Duke this weekend. Carter Witt, uh, he graduated high school and then just started playing point guard. Uh, if you haven't seen Carter Witt, he's like this little white kid. He played for my cousin at Leesville Road in high school. My cousin was his coach. And uh, Carter is like the most confident kid ever. He's a great point guard, knows how to play the game, but he does not, quote unquote, look the part. Um, so he is, yeah. uh, he's been a lot of fun to watch. He's really good friends with John Wall, which also might shock you. Um, and uh, they're 919 kids. So like Wake Forest is a fun team. Steve Forbes is a fun coach to watch. Uh, Notre Dame is fun to watch. Mike Bray is fun to watch. Josh Pastner and Georgia Tech are fun to watch because they're so weird. Um, those are probably like the bottom yeah. tier ACC teams that you could care about. But at the top, it's not that interesting. It's not that fun, honestly. I, I mean, Louisville and Clemson are probably the most, uh, you know, I guess they could probably so the deepest Gun- in the tournament teams. Yeah, I don't know. Gun under your head. Uh, I, I tell you, I've, I've visited the future and one ACC team made the Final Four. Mm. My question to you is, which team was it mm. as it stands right now? If you had to pick one team that, because I, I don't, it's, I don't it's, see it's, it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so, it's so crazy what team is in my head. And I almost don't want to say it because it's like too, it's almost sacrilegious. But 
The team is NC State. NC State? NC State. <laughs> NC State's the only, but no, no team in the ACC is going to the Final Four. Let's just yeah, say I that. So, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, and if a team were to do it, it's like State is a seven seed and they are a five seed or something. Yeah. And they are just able to like fall ass backwards into a Final Four. You know. Yeah. And it's not to say like I think Keats is a good coach. They're two and two in ACC right now, six and three overall. And then, they have the talent. They have Beverly. They have some veterans, uh, Funder Burke and all those guys. And so. then Roy and Kay triple down on we should be reassessing. And this the season yeah, yeah. doesn't count. They, they Astros, shut it down. And yeah, Pat yeah. Pride goes nuts that Roy and K won't <laughs> shut the hell up and <laughs> let us celebrate our final four. Um, yeah. Other in, notes. In the season. Other notes from Virginia. Uh, this is they are currently. Uh, actually, I should check this because I, I I don't know if things changed. But they are currently. Let's see here on Kimpom their defense because this matters a lot to Virginia people. Mm. Where does the defense rank on Kimpom? Virginia's defense is 10th on Ken Palm, and that's pretty good. That is uh, mm. very good for most other programs. This is the worst it's been since 2013, though, relative mm. to the rest of the country. Virginia does not have it defensively. Last year, you might remember, Tate, they were number one in the country. They had the, the best defense in the country. Their offense was absolutely atrocious. Um, so there's that with Virginia. Uh, also, the other note I had is the Reese Beekman versus Kia Clark battle that was going on and we were trying to figure out what's mm. wrong with K Clark. Apparently both of them won and they're Tony Bennett's just playing them both together now. And he's just rolling with two point guards and saying, you guys figure it out on the fly instead of yeah, trying to bench yeah. one. It's, and, it seems yeah. to be like a lot of that in college basketball where we're just throwing out two point guards, quote unquote. I mean Carolina did that. I mean Caleb Love and RJ Davis at the start of the season were always like, I don't yeah. have one point guard, I have two. It's like the old quarterback thing. It's like I'll just throw yeah. them both out there and hope that they make enough good plays collectively to kind of serve as one guard for us. Kie has the weirdest games. Like he can have an amazing game, or just can be completely like you forget he's on the team. So it's uh, I don't. I know. love he's the idea of that of just letting them figure it out on their own. Like I, I, I would love it if Tony Bennett didn't even say either guy. Like when we played you two, <laughs> literally you guys figure it out. Like just yeah. a rebound happens, and just naturally one of you is going to go get the outlet pass, and the other is not, and yep. you figure that out. <laughs> just kind of. Like <laughs> I don't know. And whoever whoever yeah. rises to the case, like, I don't know. It'll just work out. One guy will go get the outlet and the other one won't. And that's how we'll know who our point guard is. Yeah. And it's like nature. You know, you just, I don't know. Play yeah, just nature finds a way. Yeah, finds a way. <laughs> Fast forward. You got, you got foster lawyer and rocket Watts. It's both running <laughs> at the ball. Yeah. Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry's like, I'm the point guard. Give me the ball. <laughs> And Gabe Brown's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> who wants it? Who Gabe Brown's it? like, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> he starts dribbling up. Uh, we figured out Michigan State's problem. That's all there I need to do. Is. Who's the point guard? <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's take another break. We'll shout out, close out, wrap this thing up. All right, before we get to shout outs and close outs, want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to the podcast. One more thing on Nick Saban before he wraps it. I'm kidding, but am I? I don't know because yeah, I, I, I just I just <laughs> mentioned it. I just invoked football again, and maybe I'll. Uh, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, shout outs, closeouts. Let's wrap the show up. 
Yeah, I want to shout out to LaMelo Ball. I uh, I know that a lot of people that listen to this program remember that you and I, uh, back in August, I think, we were joking about the fact that the Charlotte Hornets were going to get LaMelo Ball. Yeah. And it was this uh, far-fetched, fictional idea in my mind that I never thought would really be real. And the fact that LaMelo Ball plays on the Hornets, uh, Gordon Hayward plays on the Hornets, Terry Rozier plays on the Hornets. I love Miles Bridges. I love P.J. Washington. I always have since they were recruits coming up. And the fact that they're all on the Charlotte Hornets, I like the Hornets more than the Carolina Tar Heels. That's what I want to shout out. This is the first wow. year in my life that I can say that, Mark Titus, definitively. Um, LaMelo is infectious. He's fun to watch play basketball. I enjoy Not literally, having- is he? Because that's, that's not... Uh, yeah, I hope he's. That's yeah, that's true. I hope he's not. Yeah, I hope he's not, uh, especially in the NBA right now. But yeah. the Hornets are fun. It's probably the season's probably going to get sh- shut down because they're on a hot streak. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, I'm serious. Like they're they're about to win five games in a row, and the NBA is having a board of governors meeting on Tuesday or today <laughs> to like talk about shutting down the season. And I know it's because the Hornets are too good. I know it's because Lamelo Ball is too good. And I just wanted to say uh, shout out to those guys. As they have made me believe Dude. in professional basketball again. I am a, I'm a believer. They're fun to watch. I enjoy how they play. I love Borrego. I used to hate his rotations. I still hate his rotations. But somehow, just throughout the whole team, I love every. I like I like the Martin twins. Even I used to hate the Martin twins. Now I like them. Uh, I don't know. Shout out to the Hornets. Shout out to you for watching the NBA right now. This is crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I I I do not hate the NBA, but like I cannot bring myself to watch the NBA until. It, it just uh, ended. I, I, I can't get over that. That they just the season they had a three week layover, and mm-hmm. the the players don't want to be there. Kyrie, mm-hmm. what, what's going on? Can you explain Kyrie to me? I've been no trying to like can. piece it together yeah. from headlines and tweets and whatever. And I, well, he just he just skipped the game. He just yeah. says like I. He's Ky- like nah, Kyrie. Kyrie thinks, or at least uh, you know, reportedly, Kyrie is uh, he's sitting out for personal reasons, but he also does not think that we should be playing basketball right now during a pandemic, and uh, oh, and, that, okay. and, and and so he has personal reasons are that that he does but not. But he think didn't opt out because, like, if no. you really didn't want to play, you could just say like, <laughs> "I opt out of the season." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, it, but so he yeah, didn't but, opt out. He's opted but he in. Did opt out of the. He opted out of the bubble. Right. So like I opted into not- my salary. I opt out of playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That that part. That's what okay. he said. I got you. Um, yeah, makes but that's, sense. That, I get yeah, it the, now. I respect it. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like dope. Uh, the NBA is something else. I I don't know what's going to happen, but I will say yeah. if the NBA shuts down for you know they're talking fourteen to twenty one days. I think is what they're saying. If that does happen, then college basketball is going to have to follow suit. I would presume. I, 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 Dude, you know, I, I don't think. I, I mean, I, I hear you. I, the logic follows. Right, right? I think like, that. I think the days of saying if X happens, that means Y happens with coronavirus <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, we're well yeah. past that. We've yeah, blown we're past yeah, that. That's that, true. Like, that's true. I think yeah, like rationale the, is is thrown out the window a lot of times. You're the right. precedent to me was set by the NFL uh, throughout, leading up to the start of the NFL season when um you know the NBA's bubbled up. NHL's bubbled up, WNBA's bubbled up, and people are going to Roger Goodell saying, like, what is the NFL's plan for coronavirus? He's like, what is coronavirus? Yeah, he's like, and play the games. That's the plan. Play the games. We're going to play <laughs> yeah. the damn games. We're going to soldier on, said, and we're going to play. He said no and preseason. Then, we're going to play the games. That's yeah, all I said. Yeah. yeah. And then the NFL played, and they've gotten every game in, as Adam Schefter uh, loves explained to us. Yeah. Loves, the, yeah. loves the tweet <laughs> that they've gotten every single game in. And I think, and the same thing with college football is, like, we got to the finish line. And I think that's the precedent now. I think the precedent is like, who cares? Just yeah. like if they, if they can through. do it, we can do it. Just power yeah. through it. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If Dakota Mathias yeah. is going to get 30 minutes a night for the Sixers, so be it. Which Shout, shout out, out to Dakota, to Dakota man. Shout out Starting to Dakota Mathias, Love it. 
that's good for yes. Purdue basketball. That's uh, that that's great. what we like to see. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. But shout out to yeah, shout out to the Hornets. Shout out to uh, the NBA uh, and all their. They should have just not come back, dude. Like it, it, the, the fix is obvious. Like you're so enamored with Christmas Day coming back for Christmas. No one cared. Like it's a weird year. Like no, do we see the ratings for Christmas Day? I, I'm, yeah. I, I I don't know, but like I, I imagine they weren't as good. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's a weird year, dude. Like it's not like. We didn't need NBA coming back for Christmas is my point, Tate. It was obvious all along they should have waited. They should have started the season in, in February, March, whatever. And I'm yep. not saying that yep. so college basketball could have had enough, you know, we could have been the lone sport. That would have been awesome. But like, That would have been awesome. Just from a, a perspective, like the players didn't want to come back. The like Literally, the only reason they did it was because of Christmas. If Christmas Day fell in February, they would have waited until mm-hmm. February to start the season. Mm-hmm. And that's that seems like a dumb decision, in my opinion, to come back for one day. They should have just said that. They, like we we kind of joked about on the show, they should have come back and said we're going to play a one game on Christmas. Then we're going to pause the season game. for two months. Yep. yep, yep. And we'll <laughs> and see then, you guys in March. Yeah, we'll see you. Whatever. Uh, I don't know, but Adam Silver <laughs> is a genius. I knew that, that much. <laughs> yeah, that's all we know. That's all we know. <laughs> all I know is it says here I'm getting a report. Uh, this paper slid in front of me. It says Adam Silver is the greatest commissioner of all time, and. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to shout out the 11 win Cleveland Browns. The, uh, nice. the the playoff win Cleveland Browns smoked the Steelers. One of the, the most unlikely things I've ever seen in my life in all Literally. my years of watching yeah. sports was, was the Browns just putting it on the Steelers from the moment, from the start of the game on. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable how they, how the Steelers snapped the ball over Roethlisberger's head. It, uh, I don't know. It was, it was great. I, I am not a quote unquote Browns fan, I wouldn't say, but uh, I do. I did live in Ohio for a long time and I am not an asshole and I want my neighbors and friends to be happy. So mm. you develop a soft spot for the Browns. And I never had the Sunday ticket package when I lived in Ohio. So anytime I'd watch football, I would basically just watch the Browns or yep. like the national game. Yeah. Um, so I watched a lot of Browns football, and uh, yeah, you 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 grow to love them, you grow to cheer for them to win, and uh, they won. Tate, they beat the Steelers. It, it feels a lot like the Ohio State situation, though, where uh, they're going to get their ass kicked by the Chiefs. But I don't think it matters to people because it's like the, in the same way Ohio State beating Clemson was really all we wanted. <laughs> like that was enough. Yep. Um, I feel like the Browns making the playoffs, beating the Steelers, their first road win in the playoffs since 1969. Even if the Chiefs oh. win by five touchdowns, I think Browns fans are like, who cares? We we ended Ben Roethlisberger's career, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah, all we maybe. ever wanted. Especially <laughs> a guy that owned you his entire yeah. career. It was a nice fitting yeah. moment. And it almost was poetic because the Steelers were such assholes going into the game about how they, you yeah. know, they like they said the Browns is the Browns. And Just like, like Clemson sort of was, dude. It all, yeah, exactly. it all the parallels like, what, are there. What? Yeah. what uh, if you play sports, you know about bullets of board material. You've at least heard about it. And you understand that like people use things to motivate themselves. So why? I still don't understand why you give that motivation. I mean, like Broadway Joe is a different story. Broadway Joe just said, I guarantee we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, okay, Joe, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, Joe. But it wasn't like they suck. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah like, right. He didn't say, he just like, said, I believe like, in like, us. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was about him and like what they were going to do. It wasn't about them. And then like Claypool, Chase Claypool plays for the Steelers, went to Notre Dame. You know, after he, he just says, you know, we know that we know they're going to get clapped next week. And it's like, you're giving the Browns even more motivation to not get clapped next week. And who knows? Like, if I'm the Browns, I just want the Steelers to keep talking. I'm like, please, you know, Pittsburgh beat reporters. Go ask them more questions about us. Because, like, I need more motivation to beat the Chiefs. And if I'm the Chiefs, 
I'm I'm thinking they're the Browns. Like I'm not really hyped up about this game, you know. And I just won the Super Bowl last year, so I'm fat and happy. Mm-hmm. So I have a potential to be upset by the Browns, you know. And I think mm. that's the the best part about the Browns is like you mentioned Indiana football. They're we're doing the same thing to the Browns. You know, the Browns just beat the best team in football, the team that was the 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 most undefeated team in football this year. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, that most undefeated team in football. Folks, you forget, team, you forget. Yeah. They beat yeah. them. They blew them out. I know they let them come back in the game with a one bit, practice. Yeah. With without the head coach. Without a head coach. I mean, it really is like, it might be the most yeah. shocking thing I've ever seen in sports. Not that they won, but how they won, that they, they yeah. blew out Pittsburgh in Pitts, the, the Cleveland Browns with, with one practice with no head coach. Yep. Blew out with, with like their ninth string offensive lineman. Blew yeah. out the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh in a playoff yeah. game. Unbelievable. They had an offensive lineman drive from his house in, in Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania, to play in the game. Like, he showed up. He drove in, showed up, introduced himself to Baker Mayfield, and they're like, you're going to have to be in for 11 is snaps that, tonight. Is that good for football? <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't that kind of undermine the idea of, like, these guys are the greatest – athletes in the world and you're just like you're pulling guys off the, in, in much the same way the hockey like if uh the emergency goalkeeper you're, and you're yeah. like these goalies are unbelievable these goalies are unbe- <laughs> oh shit we're out of goalies uh how about the zamboni driver throw him in and then he's got like 41 yep. saves and you're like well hang on a second or hockey <laughs> yeah. is, is a hockey goalie like actually kind of easy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait am i <laughs> i mean he's gonna be big he's yeah. gonna be big yeah. and just uh take up sp- Shout um, out to the Browns, though. I also want to shout out. You shout out Dakota Mathias, the Purdue Boilermakers. How about the uh, current crop of Purdue Boilermakers? Beat Michigan State. Mm. Uh, furious comeback. They scored 16 points. They got Tony in the first half, and they yep. come back to, to beat Michigan State kind of at the buzzer. Trayvon Williams, just a little floater on a, underneath out of bounds over Joey Hauser. Um, <laughs> is, is, is is that – does that have anything to do with the Hauser brothers? I don't know. Oh, Power man. rankings, but I'm just stating no, facts. I, I, I will <laughs> say this. The Hauser brothers were supposed to be – so much more focal in our world this year. And I yeah, haven't like got we, enough Hauser. If, if you looked at our preseason uh, plans, you I, would I think, think that we were, this we were show expecting a lot of Hauser content. We're expecting a lot of Hauser content. You would think we are the Hausers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Michigan it's State and Virginia have just been, yeah, let, the air's been let out of the balloon a little bit with both those yeah. programs. I, I think it's, I think the, I think the, the, the sliding doors moment was when they didn't play each other. I think, mm-hmm. I think if that happens, that gives us a good jumping off point and, yeah. and we, we rolled it and it didn't happen. And then now Michigan state, the wheels are falling off. Uh, Gonzaga ended Virginia's season. Like the, the Virginia was mm. still riding high from the national championship and they're still technically mm-hmm. defending champs. And then Gonzaga said, sit down, please. Yep. Bye. Not anymore. It's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And then the ACC <laughs> sucks that even if Virginia like goes on a tear in the ACC, like is, it, I don't know. I feel like Gonzaga has kind of ruined their season already until the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you Virginia, I, if Virginia goes to go, the ACC, yeah, I, I, I don't I, care as much. Yeah, I don't either. And if Virginia goes on a roll in the ACC, the ACC is even worse than I thought. I will say that. Yeah, if Virginia, if, it, if Virginia runs through the ACC, the ACC is even worse than right. I thought. So it, the, Virginia, when Virginia regularly runs to the ACC, it, it, it shows how great Virginia is. And this yeah, year, yeah, it's yeah. gonna just be like, oh my god, the <laughs> ACC is so bad. That, it's so bad. Clemson's your best team and Virginia just beat him by 15. Oh my God. Mm. This is, you know. mm. <laughs> um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, Travion Williams hit the uh, buzzer beaters. The Purdue came back. They, they scored 16 points in the first half and, and they were down like 20. I, did it get up to 20? I don't remember in the second half. And they, they, they came back to uh, beat Michigan state in East Lansing. Mm. Um, so shout out to Travion Williams, 22 second half points. 
that happened and uh, deserves a shout out. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Caleb Swanigan. Uh, every time I see Travion, I always think of Caleb Swanigan and I love Caleb Swanigan and I miss Caleb Swanigan. Uh, shout out to Mitchell Trubisky, uh, the Nickelodeon uh, most valuable <laughs> player, the MVP from this weekend. Uh, there's only been one MVP in history. Nickelodeon did an NFL broadcast this weekend. They gave I out, loved it, uh, by the way. I watched I watched that one yeah, over the, the real broadcast and I loved Same. it. It yeah, was the I best. Is it? It. Nate Burleson is one of my favorite people in real life, and he's also one of my favorite broadcasters. And the fact that Nate like can play like the dad that's teaching you about like you know lessons in life, you know what I mean? Like that nostalgic yeah. moment of having him have those conversations. It was kind of like I was in a safe space, and uh, I know that sounds like lame or whatever, but like to be in Nickelodeon to see slime to like be in my nostalgic '90s kids version uh, of myself, or every everything felt like you know fun uh for lack of a better word it was nice and uh i enjoyed it and the football to, wasn't great but uh the football the, wasn't the, great the broadcast was fun but that made it better that they, they did yeah. it for that game i think that that there's no other reason to watch it at a certain point like i would have turned mm-hmm. the game off at some point but i was like no i want to see more slime zones <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and noah eagle's great man i i, I like yeah I, noah I, eagle's I, awesome yeah, yeah he did a great job and i mean he sounds just like his dad obviously but they they did a great job just kind of like holding it all together and um the, the nickelodeon references and the graphics and everything it was it was a lot of fun uh, so shout out to nickelodeon nickelodeon do that for the ncaa tournament and let tate and i call the game <laughs> oh my god like, could you imagine kids this is the bag let me explain <laughs> <you> how it <laughs> works <laughs> kids this is charles bassey how did he get to western kentucky <laughs> good question here's the bag <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, Can man. I shout out uh, the Bryant Bulldogs, the nine and two Bryant yes. Bulldogs led by a yes. guy by the name of Peter Kiss. <laughs> and if you don't love that, then you don't love college mm. basketball that uh, yep. a guy named Peter Kiss. If you don't love Peter Kiss, then <laughs> you and I are two very different people. Uh, <laughs> We're just built different. His name is Peter Kiss. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, Brian is 9-2. I, I would like to point out that they uh, their two losses, they choked away a game at Syracuse. They lost by one. This was the game, famously, that Jim Beheim at halftime said, we need to reassess things. Should we even be playing this? Mm. Um, because Bryant was beating Syracuse. <laughs> yep. And Jim Beheim was having an existential crisis. <laughs> like. <laughs> Let's get out of here. What? Uh, and then ultimately Syracuse came back and won. And then uh, Bryant's head coach was like, yeah, we tried to reschedule the game 30 times. And Beheim said, no, because we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> and then as soon as we were beating him, he had a problem with it. Uh, also, they choked away a game against St. Francis, parentheses, New York, not the P- Pennsylvania one, the the New York one. Uh, they blew they blew St. Francis out the day before. They had a big lead on them. They, they, it, was, it was one of those double header deals we're seeing a lot of mm. this season, Tate, where they played back-to-back days. Uh, they blew out St. Francis. The next day, they played him again. They had a big lead. They let their foot off the gas. St. Francis came back and won. Other than the two losses, I'm going to do the Kentucky move. <laughs> Other than those two losses, Brian is undefeated. Uh, and wow. also, they are they are third in the country in tempo. I wanted to point that out. That, that's the reason I'm shouting <laughs> that's out. They're 9-2, and, and yeah, they play yeah. fast. Winthrop is undefeated. They have the number one tempo in the country. So I want to see a Winthrop versus Bryant game. Let's make that mm. happen. Let's do it like mm. a Coastal Carolina BYU situation where midseason yep. we just like throw it together and we get mm. we get Winthrop versus Bryant, a bracket busters. Let's go. What do we got to do to make that happen? So I, know, uh, I don't know, yeah. but we can make it happen. We got to put it out there. Maybe Nickelodeon has a spot. And also, uh, just talking about you know the undefeated teams, like talking about Winthrop. Drake's still undefeated. I just wanted to give an undefeated mm-hmm. update. Drake's still undefeated out there in the 
We're out eight teams still undefeated. Think, Alabama, Alabama A and M also still undefeated. I think we erroneously said Winthrop was in the same conference with Furman and no, I didn't show. remember saying that, and uh, I will say that's on me. Like I, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to no, keep checks was, on the South, and uh, I obviously was. Was not even paying attention to agree to that's that. That's what happened. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened I, was I was monologuing for like 15 minutes, and you got you you just shifted into like you're like, uh huh, sure, yeah, but yeah, man, yeah, whatever. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't remember that, but I someone tweeted that at us, and I was like, what did I say? And yeah. then it, it kind of like throws you off because I don't remember what I say at the time anyway. And then you see someone say something like that, and you're like. I would never say that. And then yeah. I did. So apologies to you, That's, the that listener. Is, <laughs> that is the worst part about doing the of podcasting is like you really you legitimately don't remember what you say. And yeah. Then, yeah. 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 I call I remember uh Virginia Tech fans or Virginia fans. I, I, I said that Texas Tech beat Virginia Tech in the or Texas Tech lost to Virginia Tech in the national title game and People were tweeting at me like, "Dude, did you see Virginia Tech on the national title?" And I was like, "I would never in a million years say that." And then they're and then they're putting the clip, they're tweeting the clip. <laughs> You're like, and then I had no deep fake. I, yeah, this, that was the only move I could play. I was like, uh, "Fake news, uh, Photoshop." <laughs> what know. do you have, Adobe Suite over there? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few more college basketball shoutouts I want to rip through mm. real quick. Uh, Jolie, I uh, first triple double in Gonzaga basketball history. Kind of surprising, right? Every yeah. time, like triple doubles aren't as common in college basketball as it feels like they should be, right? Because this happens a lot. Where uh, who was the kid on BYU that had the mullet? Was it Collinsworth that used to get like triple doubles? <laughs> it felt like all the time, and every time he did it, they're like, "This is the first triple double we've ever seen." And yeah, on uh, or whatever. And and I was like, "Didn't he just have one a couple weeks ago?" You're like, "No, that was a he had twenty four nine and twelve. And yeah, I don't know. What am I crazy? Was John Morant the first triple double in the NCAA tournament? Like the NCAA like, tournament, and you think yeah, you're talking yeah, like yeah. Moorhead State or whatever? And it's like yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. Or, <laughs> he played at Murray State. I'm sorry, yeah, Murray yeah, State yeah. fans. Uh, you, you think he's talking <laughs> about Murray State? And no, uh, we're talking ever, ever. And the first round, you mean no, ever? You're like, what? That can't be true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that, that always the triple double stats always uh uh. Trip me out because you you assume that uh, you know you, you assume there's gonna, another shoe that's going to drop. And you're like Joel Ai was the first triple double, yeah. Since when? Since yeah. ever? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> ever. You're like what? Ever? Yeah. You're like you ever. sure about that? So, yeah, yeah. There you go. First one ever. Uh, also, mm-hmm. want to shout out basketball Jones. Um, two Joneses hit game winners. Hit emotional game winners. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Jones hits a game winner at West Virginia, so Texas. Good. So good. Texas Longhorns keep it moving. Uh, was it on the anniversary or close to the anniversary? The three year anniversary of him finding out his leukemia. It was diagnosis. on the anniversary. Yep. It was on the anniversary day. Yep. Uh, and then Colby Jones of of Xavier hits the game winner against Providence. Uh, a couple days after, I believe his grandfather passed. I I believe I have that story. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He just his. Yeah, his grandfather, I guess, had watched always watched every single one of his games, yeah. and he had passed away a few days before, and he hit the shot, and yeah, it was yeah. A beautiful moment. So there you go, the the a couple Jones buzzer beaters. Shout out to those guys, because um, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes things happen and and it makes you scratch your head, you know, like just the yeah, you're just like that's that's too perfect, that's too good, and it's a uh, too anyway. yeah, yeah, Andrew Jones is one of those guys that we talked about at the start of this season he would be a storyline texas is i almost don't want to talk about him because i don't want to jinx the fact that they're having such a great year um and they're such a fun group and you know you can see the writing on the wall when they have like they were down in this game and like Mm -hmm. you can see that they are learning how to not only win games by being the better team but like to be down in a game and come back and win and like in the ncaa tournament that's what it's all about you know to be able to have those confidence and those moments to say hey we're not playing well today like we're down but we're still good enough to get out of here and scratch 
win. So, um, yeah, Texas is a Final Four team in my mind. I'm going to knock on wood as I say it, but uh, they showed a lot yeah. to me over the past few weeks. Yeah, Texas is uh, – I think they're pretty clearly the fourth best team. Yeah. We're in the top four. I think and, they should be a one seed. Like, if you stop we today, were talking they should about be a one it. seed. Yeah, we were talking about with with Cats and Michigan is hot and all that, but uh, I, I, I think it's – should we do our own series real quick? Uh, <laughs> it's Gonzaga and Baylor, then a step down, then Villanova, who has not played in a month, Date. Yep, yep. Villanova fans, call into the show. Do we do we even have a number to call it? Call in right now. Tell us, like, are you watching college battle? What are you doing? Are you just doing, like, errands throughout the – like, what is going on? You haven't played in three weeks. You're not playing in another week at least. I, like, what What are Villanova fans even doing right now? I, I think they're I, watching, like, Sadiq Bey play for the Pistons and uh, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo play for the Bucks. That's what I assume. Dude, That's, just what a weird existence to, to – I mean, I don't know. Um, But they, they got to be number three, and then Texas is four, and then yep. – I don't really care after that. And then it's the uh, whole Big Ten, yeah. Then the whole Big that, Ten yeah. is five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's about it. That's all you need to know. Then Houston. And then, then Clemson. Houston. And then yeah. Houston. <laughs> Houston and Clemson. And Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Is that it? Oh, oh, final shout out. Duncan Robinson launched a podcast. Friend of the program, Duncan mm. Robinson, is on the – We I guess we lost in the battle of Duncan Robinson because uh, we were not going to pay him. And J.J. Reddick yeah. Yeah. and Tommy Alter said, we'll give you money to do a podcast. And uh, so, I, you know, we, we had the little beef where – I don't know if it was a really beef, but uh, the custody <laughs> battle, we'll say, with, yeah, with JJ and Tommy. They wanted to claim yeah. Duncan. We said, now hang on a second. We we were on the Duncan train when he was coming off the bench for Michigan. And and, and they, they said, wait fast. a second. Now he's famous, so he's ours. So we yeah, said, wait a ours. second, what? <laughs> and, then we were, and, then, and then ultimately they were like, we're going to pay him. Are you guys? And we were like, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, no, definitely not. That's not that's not us. Duncan, are the, so, the Miami Heat, they're paying you, right? Duncan, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Duncan. <laughs> we, we thought you were handled. <laughs> um, So no. I don't know. How, how, how does this affect Duncan coming on the show, though? You know, are, are we competitors now? Is that how this works? No, I don't know. Everybody has a podcast. Look, at the end of, yeah, at the end of the day, I screwed up, Mark Titus. I'm going to do my bet. I'm going to tap my chest. I told Tommy and JJ how to make podcasts. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the rest are of you, the world, the rest of the world, I apologize. This is this is one of those moments where, like, I tap my chest. I say my bad. I, I told them how to make podcasts. I told them how easy it was. Uh, and look where we are now. Now everyone has a podcast. I should have never said anything to anyone anyone uh if i could go back to 2017 2016 2015 2018 whatever version of me it was i would say shut up stop talking to these people stop telling them the secrets uh but anyways congratulations to duncan congratulations to jj we love you tommy we we we, we one day will maybe have tommy back on the show uh, no. you ban you banned you him from the I'll show to, yeah. yeah i'll have to be <laughs> on death's door or something and i can't podcast and you can have him fill in or something but yeah he's, i think he's, i think we'll have duncan back i'm not sure about tommy or jj but we'll definitely have duncan back i don't think there's any beef though at the end of the day there's no beef. no there's That's no beef we'll like no tommy beef. uh just because people whatever certainly whenever we talk about people that we used to work with people seem to get really excited and think we hate everybody we used to work with uh i'll go to dinner with tommy i'll hang out with tommy mm. socially i love tommy tommy will never appear on anything any show I do. <laughs> and he knows that i tell him that i'll tell him yeah I'll go to yeah. dinner with Tommy once a week if we had to. I I love Tommy. Uh I do not love Tommy on my on my 
program. <laughs> it is not a the long the shot with Duncan Robinson and, and then and, and Davis Reed, right? That's the other guy. Those are the two guys. Yeah. Uh, Duncan yeah. Robinson, Davis Reed. Go check it out. The long shot. There's no beef yeah. there. Shout out to the friend of the no program. Beef. Yeah. And shout out to everybody that's tuning into us because we're about to tune up. We're about to turn up. It's about to be into the stretch run of the season. And uh, I can't wait. Yeah. College. It's uh, it's college basketball season officially in the college. Uh, mm-hmm. sport. And, and I love that. I love that people. Uh, yeah. College football was like kind of. Not disappointing is not the right word, but yeah, but but like uh, th- th- there's a void there, Tate. Like Alabama yep. left us all thinking, that's it. Uh, yep. That's it. Well, the people want more. Great news, people. Yeah. Great news. Mm-hmm. Uh, college basketball is definitely not inevitable. There are definitely not just two teams that are so much better. <laughs> you know that definitely problem in football where it's just like three teams versus everyone else? Definitely not a definitely, problem in college yeah, basketball. Don't worry about that. Yeah, don't, don't worry listen about to that our tears. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're, they're fun games tonight. Wisconsin's at Michigan today. Michigan, uh, if, if Michigan loses, I'm going to say, I told you so. Uh, mm-hmm. Finally, they were actually tested by a real team. If they win, I'm going to point out that they were playing at home and it doesn't count. And uh, we, we still have to wait to see if they're actually tested. Uh, Duke is playing at Virginia Tech. This would be the first team that Duke will beat with a winning record if they do <laughs> indeed pull off the win. So this would be mine. So I assume Duke will be in the top 10 if they win mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Kansas at Oklahoma State's tonight, Tate. Oh, Don't there forget we go. about Oklahoma State. Kate Everyone's Cunningham. forgetting about Oklahoma State. I, uh, this is the Bill Self special. We've we've yeah. been down this road before. Mm-hmm. Throws his alma mater a bone. Uh, I, you have to think. You yeah, have to this, think. This this feels like the Cade Cunningham signature win. You know that yeah. he points to at the end of the year and says, "Remember when I beat Kansas?" And we go, yeah. "Yeah, I do remember that. You should be the number one pick." Yeah, and then Bill Self is like, "Son, that was me all along." Was, <laughs> yeah, he's I, like, "Son, I knew this nothing. every year." Yeah, like, what are you like? You must be new around these parts. Like, I yeah. I throw the game and still water every single year. You're not special. Yeah. Go sit down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Thanks, Coach. Message of the haters. All right, that's the show. We'll be back uh, Friday with a a. I don't want to oversell it, Tate, but this is mm. uh, certainly for me personally. I don't, I don't know how you. I don't think it's fair to stack guests up against each other and 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 compare their clout and all that sort of thing. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that this is the biggest guest we've ever had or the best guest or anything like that. But for me personally, certainly for childhood Mark Titus, mm-hmm. um, this is. We've already done the interview, by the way. So that's that's why I, I I'm I'm talking like that this this was a bucket list this was uh i i could not believe that this man appeared on a program bearing my name yeah uh, i called my father immediately i said i talked to this particular gentleman uh and i'll just leave it at that so that is coming on friday mm. we talked to an absolute college basketball legend who uh there are only a handful of people who could get me to i we, we i dropped everything to do the interview i'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way because mm-hmm. he had to reschedule i was busy i said you know what I'm no longer busy. I can make it work. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. So there, there's that coming on Friday. That's a great tease. And, and it's, it's not Andy Katz, by the way. I'm not talking about Andy Katz. <laughs> Andy Katz is listed not so along excited. Like, He's like, man, Mark really likes me. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Sorry, Andy. It's not you. Uh, well, that's a great tease. Uh, I can't wait for that one. And uh, yeah, Titus, one more thing. Uh, this is, uh, we remember we did this. If you remember, you watched us on TV. We did the college basketball ultimate fan bracket back in April. And we decided, and the fans decided that North Carolina, your North Carolina Tar Heels, were the best <laughs> fans in college basketball, as we already knew. And uh, it's official, Titus. They're putting up the billboard. You and I, uh, you know, are on this billboard in Durham, North are, Carolina. Right? 
It's going to be up for a month. Uh, it goes up tomorrow, January 13th, going to be up till February 13th. We'll be up for the first North Carolina Duke showdown. So that'll be good stuff. And uh, shout out to the, the best fans in the country, North Carolina. We need some so, pictures of this go. billboard. I need, uh, I, need, <laughs> yeah. I need pictures of this billboard. I need... Uh, my mom has already promised to go to the billboard and take a picture in front of the billboard for us. Uh, she she actually took the most heat for this. Uh, when the billboard was announced that it was going up, my mom was badgered by so many North Carolina fans, state fans, Duke fans, whoever it might be in in the triangle itself, trying to get this billboard up. They wanted to shove it to Duke fans, and uh, we finally can do it for a month. Wasn't, so I can't wait. wasn't your mom uh, campaigning for it to go up? Right by Coach K's house. Yes, the yes. The, the, the exit to Coach K's house is where my mom wanted it to be. Yes. Uh, I do not think that Fox followed through with that, but uh, yes. She was like, exit 106. She Tell him 15501, exit 106. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Fox, for putting the bracket up, though. We, we, we really need that. Uh, yeah, Fox is like just a general, we're going to throw it in Durham. And your mom is like, no, you won't. Not just yeah, anywhere. She's like, Durham. I know exactly where they should put it. She unfurls like rolls like, of paper right. with a map. And she's like, right here. <laughs> put it right here. Uh, yeah. No, that's awesome. Good. Good for you. Excited for you that uh, Carolina will have something to cheer for this year. That's, uh, that's Yeah, pretty... finally. Yeah. Yeah. We're the best fans <laughs> of the world. We just don't know what to cheer for right now. We're trying yeah. to figure it out. Where do we take our energy? I feel yeah. like most North Carolina fans are pulling for Wisconsin. That's what I've heard this year. Wisconsin is a favorite sleeper team for the North Carolina fans, uh, surprisingly so. But uh, shout out to Fox, shout out to the Ultimate Fan Bracket, and shout out to the Billboard in Durham. Uh, And shout out to anyone that drives by. If you see us, please take a picture and please share it with us because that's the only way we'll see it probably uh, right now. But not if you're you're driving. Uh, We don't want to be responsible for people. Yeah, Yeah. don't do that. Pull over the side of the road like my mom would do. Get out, take a picture, and uh, be safe as always. We love you. Awesome. Thank you to our friends of the program. Well, there it is. See you guys Friday. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.